my best friends Some people say we have a problem But every night I make a new best friend And the only problem is We're not giving a good time Hello, my name is Lawrence J. Cartsey Esquire. I am the advocate for Between Two Beards, LLC, and I will be reading a prepared statement on their behalf. On September 30th, at Love Pro Wrestling, Are We Not Wrestlers, a great injustice occurred, the intellectual property theft of Between Two Beards by Judge Ben Omen and the Rads. Upon their entrance, they stole the truly uproarious, and might I add, completely original sparkle gimmick from GPJ and Pluggo. We at Cartsey, Nelson, Walters, and Associates take this matter completely seriously and are willing to spend every last dollar of Spencer Love's money to make this right. By the way, we're getting a massive retainer for this. I'm getting paid so much, it'll make MJF blush. We are sending a formal cease and desist letter and demanding Judge Ben Omen and the Rads apologize and mention how truly hilarious and original JPJ and Pluggo are no less than three times on social media. To Judge Ben Omen, if these demands are not met, we will be asking for your immediate impeachment and you will henceforth be known as just regular guy Ben Omens. And to the Rads, we may have to refer this case to our bird law division, who are more than willing and capable of handling the two of you. We look forward to your response. Hello, hello, hello. It is Thursday night. It is 8 p.m. And you know what that means. What does that mean, JPJ? Tell the people! It's another episode of Between Two Beards. You oh. saw that video. It is what it is. It is It'll be it retweeted is. on social media. We will not. We have been told by our council not to speak further on this matter. But we had to get that out That's at the right. top of the show because we got a big one tonight. But we big, wanted... Big time. I feel bad for, <laughs> you know... Every time we have something go down, like we had go down at the top of the show here, we have a guest that's just involved in gang warfare. So yeah, always. sorry, always it's okay. But it's before okay. we have him on, I had to say shout out to the homie Alex Kane. Got to see him this weekend. Met him for the first time. Absolute gem of a human being. He fought our other buddy Isaiah Moore. What yeah, a two former guests of the show going at. That was it. All, I didn't know what to there. do. I didn't know what, who to root. You for just you got to be that parent that has kid playing for both sports teams. And I you was. Gotta wear like half the jersey when you're just sitting there just going, going up. Not. I was like Alex. I'm not going to get overly excited I mean, for anything that happens out. here. I was like fight forever, guys. I don't care. <laughs> anyway. But um, yes, we do we have a big no problem spending Spencer's money. Oh no, and you Spencer's can see Spencer team. behind the glass already say, already saying that you you better believe we've had a response lined up from his personal representative. <laughs> um <laughs> we got just, Lawrence, we are on the right side of history. Justice will prevail. I believe so. Let's bring him on. We got a lot Yeah, we got a big guest. Tonight. We got a big big guest tonight. I am excited about having him on. We have Graham Matthews on. So let's bring him up. Uh, there he is. Graham, thank you for being here, my friend. How are we this evening? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm not sure I can live up to the hype that you just presented me with, but I'm looking forward to being part of the show regardless. Thanks for the offer. I appreciate it. You know? feel any better, we don't live up to the hype that we bring ourselves on with, so <laughs> it fit in just fine. Yeah, uh, but we wanted to bring Graham on. Um, obviously, there is a big weekend of wrestling happening uh, this weekend. We, you know, there's events for everybody. We have an Impact pay-per-view tomorrow, obviously SmackDown, Rampage, Battle of the Belts, Saturday, which will be a big chunk of this show. We are going to do a preview and a pick of Extreme Rules, which is lining up to look, it's looking like it's going to be 
a really, really good show. Um, so yeah, we we were like, hey, you know, I I met Graham last year at SummerSlam out in Las Vegas. Um, and we, you know, we've been kind of Twitter buds ever since, you know, stuff like that. And we had that big major pick'em show last last month with uh Jeff Hawkins. And I was like, hey, like next time we got we got to review a show and do some pick'em stuff, <laughs> you want to come on. Called out the yeah, that, no, that is true. Spencer was with me. We, yes, that is true. We met Graham. That is true. Um, <laughs> but yes, so um, yeah, he has his voice back finally. Uh, what a time, like what a time to be alive for a professional wrestling fan. There's it's so unbelievable. much good wrestling going on yeah. in the world. Uh, but and Graham, obviously for anybody who who might be new to you, might not know where to find you, like let the people know what you do, where where uh, what you contribute to and where you fit in the uh, the wrestling landscape here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. First of all, I'm awful with introductions, so I'll try my best. Shout out to Spencer in the chat. Yes, it was great meeting you guys last year in Vegas. Shout out to Rick, uh, who obviously set that whole thing yeah. up. It was the Rick day after SummerSlam, and I don't think that it would have even happened. I was supposed to fly out that day. My flight got delayed by a day or two, so it was great meeting you guys, and hopefully at some mm -hmm. point our paths cross again. But uh, um, yeah, basically, I'm with Bleacher Report. I also contribute to What Culture, fan-sided websites like that. Been doing this for about 12 years now, and I've been very fortunate over the last decade plus to uh, interview a bunch of people and do a lot of writing, podcasting, video stuff, pretty much everything within the wrestling realm, uh, sports, entertainment as well, the occasional athlete, actor. Um, I'll actually be at New York Comic Con tomorrow doing stuff in that area, nice. and I'll, then I'll be at Extreme Rules on Saturday back to doing the wrestling stuff. So uh, it's pretty cool, and there's, uh, it's kind of a very brief summary of everything I've got going on. But WrestleRant's kind of yeah. like the main brand uh, of what I do, WrestleRant.com. There you can find reviews, videos, uh, everything wrestling-related, interviews as well. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty, been, pretty much been my game over the last uh, 12 years or so, I would say. Yeah, love it, man. Yeah, you are doing a lot. Uh, go ahead, plug. You have oh, I was just saying, so 12 years, so you've been through some downtimes in wrestling. <laughs> I got to ask that you've been doing it so long, like, and we've talked about this, JPJ and I, and I plenty of times on this show but mm -hmm. how do you feel about the current like product right now because it feels like it's at a fever pitch with everything going on news wise and it's crazy yeah i mean you guys said it a minute ago but it's such a great time right now to be a fan of it to be talking about it which is what we're doing here today writing about it whatever i mean anything involving wrestling even if you're just consuming it as a fan it's such a great time uh from all brands i mean i follow pretty much everything the only thing i kind of lack on a little bit is new japan which i beat myself up for all the time but beyond mm -hmm. that wwe impact AEW, kind of the main ones impact got bound for glory going on tomorrow night it's a loaded yep. weekend with everything going on uh especially being here in the northeast i'm so fortunate to have all these shows like we got worcester mass tomorrow for smackdown yep. Yep. Uh, you know, Extreme Rules has got Philly on Saturday. AEW is always in the area. I know they're going back to Boston. They're going back to your neck of the woods, uh, yep. you know, in a couple they of weeks. Sure so I'm looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, yeah no, just this. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, no, I was going to say to harp on that. I'm also from the Northeast. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things where, like, I feel like we're kind of lucky being where we're from a little bit because we're so close to everything. Like, you know, I'm a half hour from Boston where I live. So, like clearly these wrestling companies come to Boston a lot. It's a big city. It has a rich history yeah. in professional wrestling and things like that. So, you know, I'm lucky enough where, as I know, like Spencer behind the, you know, behind the love wrestling account, like they just got their first raw in 13 years in Edmonton. A yeah. Weeks ago or last week. He might've I mean? le might left the chat strictly because he's got to figure out the legal. Cause that's, he does. Lawyer. He's got to hire lawyers and do that's, all sorts no, of stuff. He did not know we were coming team. with that heat. 
He did we not know we were coming with that. Team. He, oh no, he's, he's here. He's not scared. He's not scared. But I do, I do feel like where where we are and where we're central to things, like you know, even New York's not a far ride for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's one of those things where, yeah, I do feel like the people in the Northeast, or when you're just located, like Pluggo's only a couple hours from Chicago. You know, like when nice. you're located within a good distance of major cities, like you know, you're going to get a lot of action. Like I'm lucky. I have. SmackDown is literally an hour away from where I live tomorrow night. Yeah. And then I have Dynamite coming to Boston. And then two weeks yeah. after that, Survivor Series with War Games is in Boston. It's like, yeah. you know, if I was willing you know? to travel a little bit more, I've got every, <laughs> I'm central to like everything. So, yeah, you're central to nice, like Ohio. I, you have Chicago. I will say this. You have, I, you know, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the live experience of events, but I also, there's just the TV presentation right now is just off the charts. My, oh, yeah. Beautiful 65 inch TV with my surround. You can't sound go wrong. And those, <laughs> you, you can't know, go wrong. It's hard to beat that, but you know, what are you going to do? And I also was just informed before we get into the meat and potatoes of this huge weekend of wrestling by our, our legal counsel that I am required to say that a Graham at WrestleRant is in no way affiliated with the lawsuit or legal proceedings that are happening here on Love Wrestling. Yeah. We want to make sure, just, we make sure, our make sure he's not there. involved. He's protected. Yeah. So thank you. Well, I want to say hello to New for popping in the chat. Um, that tends to happen on this show a lot. We have guests <laughs> on and they end up involved in things. Yeah, it's true. It, it, it's been it's been hairy at times. Uh, Alex but you Kane, know, we... who I mentioned earlier, just happenstance happened to threaten Spencer. <laughs> you know, Alex Kane. We got to do. We got to do what we got to do. He's our guy. Um, do what we got to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Friend um, of the show. Anyway, anyway. Why don't until I I, I kind of want to talk the the backstage antics? Well, I, I feel like that's where we were going to start before yeah, we dive into like either I talking about like... the shows and I feel like that is the pressing matter. Um, me and like... uh, our buddy at Big Money Drew, uh, we had our first episode of Firmly AEW earlier this morning, uh, where we dived into it. But I I mean we have to talk about it. It is the the story of AEW currently is yet again. This seems to happen too often. Uh, who especially would air their grievances publicly? I mean, come on, you know, That's it's one of those things where th it's involving Samuel Guevara, uh, which, Again. yeah, which a just a couple weeks ago, a month ago, he had another run in with Eddie Kingston's. This time it's with Andrade. Uh, yeah, like Spencer says, death, taxes, and backstage brawls at AEW. <laughs> Apparently, that is what happens. I do want to say hi to Nicro Eric as well and Noob that popped into the chat well, as well. Good, friends. Bring um, your questions, your comments, your predictions for the weekend yeah. in the chat. Tell so, Grant hi. Graham, sorry. Hi. Mm. I don't know why I said Grant. I'm on one today. Russell Rant, <laughs> either, one either one matters. Either one counts. Terrible. <laughs> so it all started where Andrade was doing an, an interview. Um, and he said that he, they, he was asked about how he likes AEW. This was in his home. I think the interview was for a, his home, his home country of Mexico. It was a Mexican interview. Mm -hmm. And he basically said, oh, I've had a really good time. Like, I don't have a problem with anybody except one time I had a problem with somebody. And he named Sammy Guevara. Uh, and he said that Sammy complained that he hit too hard. And then Andrade went into it and he was kind of like, you know, if I hit too hard, settle it in the ring, like hit me hard back or whatever. Like, and he started talking about Sheamus and John Cena and saying like, they never come. Sheamus hits hard. Nobody complains about Sheamus. Like John Cena never complained to me about me hitting hard. So like, who are you, you kid, like you fresh start kid. Like that's, you know, he said something like that. He's like, who are you to blah, blah, blah. This led to Sammy Guevara responding on Twitter. And the exact response was, 
I believe it was something like, you're a jobber. You're lucky. You were like a favor hire. Be <laughs> grateful or be lucky, bitch, or something along those lines. Dustin, what's going on, my friend? Thank you for hopping in the chat. Always good to see you. Um, and then Andrade responded and said, hey, I, I said something to your face. You said you didn't have a problem with me, but now you're running your mouth, blah, blah, blah. And then Sammy Guevara then said, hey, you wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Why don't you go back to WWE like everyone knows you want to? And then he said some, you know, some swears and some uncanny things. Uh, and then Andrade, literally the last tweet was Andrade said, all right, I'll see you on Wednesday and we'll talk and let's see if you have something to say. So that was that. That was me, like, you know, phrasing it, whatever, whatever the term <laughs> yeah. is. Uh, um, and then apparently the story is that they had a physical altercation last night, like right before Dynamite started or as it was going on the air. Um, and Andrade was sent home. But Sammy Guevara was not. Sammy Guevara was still very much in the main event of Dynamite. Sammy Guevara very much went over in the main event of Dynamite, getting the pinfall victory in that main event, which led to a bunch of discourse happening on Twitter during the main event last night. Like, why did Andrade get sent home? Why is Sammy here? How is Sammy allowed in this match? Why the hell is Sammy going over? All this type of stuff that's going on. So, you know, Graham, you are the guest. I'm a very pro, and we are a very pro AEW show. I love AEW. I've loved it since it's come out. Like, I'm still a fan, obviously. However, as a big fan of AEW, this is becoming tedious to me. All this bullshit. And I'll, that, you know, I will say just bullshit. Like, you know, obviously the all out stuff was just a different level of things, you know, but this is not the first time we have seen this and it spills onto Twitter and you don't half the time, you don't know if it's real or it's a shoot or, you know, it's real. And you're like, this is like, I don't know. I, it's just like so unprofessional to me to an, like, especially I, just how do you feel about the ongoing issues? Cause it feels like that, like, is anybody going to put their foot down or have a meeting with the team and say, we're not doing this shit anymore, guys. Like we're not doing it. Like, People have eyes on us more than ever now, especially what's going on behind the scenes, because we look like we are a chaotic work environment. Like, just what are your thoughts on all of it? Like, what needs to change? Because it feels like we're running into these stories every friggin' week. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. I mean, what a fucking mess. I mean, you just, just not just this incident, but like you said, everything from the last couple of months from like early August to right after All Out and some stuff right after that. And you think we're finally past it. Like it's this, mm -hmm. you know, nice feel-good story. Okay, they got past the All Out shit. Let's focus on the roster we have now. John Moxley's champion again. I mean, the most probably professional person in that entire locker room, John Moxley. This guy's got to <laughs> deal with this shit. He's supposed to be on his fucking vacation right now when he can't be because <laughs> of this, you know, shit. And then this happens. It's like, dude, I, I don't even know what to do. Like you said, why don't they just address it? And like, they got to put their fucking foot down. I mean, that much is clear. I completely agree with you on that. The problem is we've already had, I mean, obviously we don't work there, but like from what we've heard, they've already had many backstage meetings about this shit, about this I shit. Know. Fucking talent meeting after talent meeting after talent meeting. Did Sammy not attend any of these fucking meetings? I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> if, I mean, dude, it's a fucking mess. Like it how, is. It's bad. How do you how do you not listen to John Moxley? Like <laughs> well, the, the last the last talent 
Yeah, like the last talent meeting that Let's was reported. That's a big one. Put that yeah, back. That's up a big real one. Quick. Put that back on Alex just so we I can. I can't read that fast. Yeah, it says AEW is becoming more and more toxic than ever. I thought it was a great alternative for WWE, but after three years, I was proven wrong. I don't even watch AEW Dark or Elevation because it's nothing but squash matches. AEW <laughs> barely sign anyone from the independent wrestling scene. All I'm you gonna know, say is Sammy Guevara. Don't you know that the sequel's never good as the original? Punk already did all that, you guys. Like you don't have to keep it up. Um, I, I, I will I ask. Here. I Yes, in my immediate thought was AEW. <laughs> the, there you go, have guy. That's a great AEW, comment. Always good know. to see you. Glad um, you're here. But like the last talent meeting that was reported, it was reported that you the three guys that were standing up at the top of the room talking to the talent were John Moxley, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson. Easily the three most decorated people in that locker room. Easily the three most veteran people in that locker room. Well, maybe not the three, but you know what I mean. Veteran yeah, leaders, yeah. professional, been everywhere, wrestled everywhere, been superstars everywhere. Like, how are you not listening hearing to what them. they have to say and listening to those three? And Sammy Guevara is in a on-screen group, basically since the incarnation of AEW, with Chris Jericho. Like, how is Chris Jericho not getting through because I'm sure Jericho has said stuff. They're close. They seem like they're close. Yeah. I'm sure Jericho said stuff like, kid, what the fuck are you doing? Like, relax, yeah. will you? Jesus Christ. Is and Jericho has gotten into altercations a... before. He got in a fist fight with Lesnar behind. Like, he's been yeah, a part yeah, yeah. of things before. But, like, they weren't bro. taking it to Twitter, though, dude. I mean, that's just no. fucking embarrassing. It's, I mean, is, is there a small it's... chance, though? Because Tony Khan said that, like, this is, like, he was very adamant about like he's coming for the ratings and how they're coming. So maybe he's trying some things that they're not ready. Is there a small chance that he's doing this? Like, there's no, no, there's not a work. No, I would imagine, him, but, but this because it do... just seems, but here's why, here's why I say it. Cause it seems so blatantly egregious that I'm like, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't possibly just watch what went down at all out and go, this is a good idea. Like this is how you know it's known. real. The, the fact that Andrade, so you're pitching, so you're saying that it could be a storyline. The fact that we're even assuming Andrade is in a storyline means it's real because the guy hasn't had a fucking feud in six months. He's been doing jack shit true. behind the scenes. Maybe this is his way of getting becoming relevant. I don't know, dude. I don't know if Can he wants to. Can we also argue that, like, hey, Andrade, this is the second company that you've not been happy with? I know, lack yeah. Of a push? I, yeah. Like, you, you could, you could go is that it angle. You? I, but no, I don't think it is though, because the track record with Samuel Guevara oh, shows yeah. you that it ain't. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, no, he's Samuel yeah, Guevara. But you know, he's he had the thing with Kingston a month or so ago. He's now had this with Andrade. Yeah. He got in trouble for his stupid comments about Sasha Banks way back near near yeah. the early part. Like he's shown, and he's been in some shit in locker rooms and other companies before AEW. Like he has a reputation of being kind of a difficult guy to be around. You know, and again, yeah. I'm not just singling this to Sammy Guevara, like this particular story involves him, but like the all out stuff had nothing to do with Sammy Guevara. And yeah. it was very much still the same shit. Like, there's, oh, there's we're a... going to talk crap about each other and not care and make our company more importantly, make our company look like a bunch of friggin idiots. I like we're run by a bunch of clowns. Well, over here. And I think part of the problem is it it's the culture of AEW, right? Like, so you've got those old heads so to speak you know the jerichos the moxes that bend the wwe and know how a system's supposed to be ran but then yeah. you have all these young upstarts that are young 20 something 
when you were 20 years old, I don't know how old you are, Graham, but I'm, I'm 36 now. I'm when 37. I was 20, you couldn't tell me nothing. I don't care how <laughs> experienced fair. you were. But here's the thing. Sam Guevara ain't though, 20. Sam Guevara is almost 30. I know. I know. He's an yeah. adult. It takes, it takes some time. He's but an adult. You get, but you get in this mindset time. of like, when AEW, maybe some people it takes time. I don't know. He, but I'm just saying, but, but you got all these younger, these younger talents who think their shit doesn't stink because, hey, AEW's the hottest thing. I've been, everybody's been propping up Sammy Guevara and the Darby Allens and the MJFs of the world. I'm just throwing names out there. I'm not saying they're all involved in this, but Sammy spent since day one, one of the pillars. Mm-hmm. Like he probably is walking around with their ego going, yeah, I'm in the main event with Jericho Andrade. Who are you at this point? And that is that the way to handle it? Probably not. I would hope that he could handle it in a different way. I'm just saying maybe that's unfortunately part of the game because I think you have that in every company or every walk of life. You've got that egotistical person that thinks that they're just better than everybody. And but unfortunately, they're in a spot like you said, it's just not the time or the place for this because all it does is take away like that. That dynamite last night was solid, and all we were talking about was Sammy got the oh, win the, after yeah. the Bucks yeah. got suspended for trying to save a dog, but he gets to keep his gig and get wins. And it's, it I was mean, very bizarre. The dis- and like like you said, like last night was an anniversary edition of Dynamite, yep. and it was a really good show. It, it was, was a very good show. Um, you know, MJF and Wheeler Yuta ruled. Wardlow and Brian Cage had the match of the night, in my opinion. Like it was incredible. My like, twin, the, Brian yeah, Cage. The main <laughs> event was good. Like it, it was a good show of Dynamite. But the only th- and again, same thing. When All Out happened, which is their WrestleMania, that is their main show of the year. Yeah. What was the only thing people were talking about after All Out? They were talking about the bullshit with Punk. Yeah. They were talking about that <laughs> and people getting bit and chairs getting thrown at people. It's like, bro. And I get it. It's, you know, it's unfair to just blame Tony or just all, but he's the guy you're in charge. That, like you need to, what yeah. does the hierarchy that, that's exactly there look it. like now? Well, I, I, I mean, think Tony Khan's the top. And I think that, and I, but I think that's the problem is I don't know if Tony Khan has anybody to his side that he can just go like, what should I do? No, hundred percent. No, I think, yeah, it's him. And then like everyone else is down here, exactly. which could work. And I feel like that's extent. the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has its pros and its cons in certain ways. Like, you know, we've complained in WWE for years. All the creative team is 30 different people. If it was just one person's vision or a couple people, it would be better. And we kind of have that with Tony. And the it, it's not even the backstage stuff. I mean, the company itself isn't in the shitter. I'm not going to say that. They're not going to fl- you know, uh, be doomed and they're not going to go out of business or whatever. But, you know, the, even the on-air product, I watched the show last night, a lot of good matches. And obviously the shit backstage overshadowed what we saw on the show. But I mean, it's been a month since All Out. I'm not seeing a lot of, at least in my opinion, this is just me, a lot of truly compelling, exciting storylines to set us forward. I mean, I think what they're doing with Garcia and Jericho is cool. Um, I really don't give a fuck about most of the Jericho Appreciation Society stuff. That's just me. I really just don't give a shit. Um, Like the Ring of Honor stuff. I, I love Ring of Honor. There's no weekly show. Why should the average viewer give a fuck about anything involving those guys? But just going back to the the incident itself, you guys said it yourself. The buck stops with Tony Khan. If I'm him, yeah. I'm fucking embarrassed. I mean, the man literally did an interview with, I think, I don't even know who it was, but on Monday, the headline dropped on Tuesday. He said that everything was 100%, the, the locker room environment had never been better than it was at the moment he did that interview. And then this should happen. Did he do that at all room. out, too? Did he must he have said it at all out, shit? though. He, he, must, well, look, main... he said some shit like that at all out yeah. and how amazing of a night it was. And then that 
<laughs> scrub happened. He's got to And, and stop he's sitting there, that. and the poor guy is sitting there yeah. with CM Punk right next to him, basically <laughs> saying that his company is dog shit. Yeah, he's not stepping the, in. That's the no, problem. No, and he's man. just sitting there like he's, and you can tell he's cringing. He's just like, all right. And he's sitting there listening to this guy talk crap about the main stars in his company, talk crap about how the company is run. And it's like, bro, that is your, and I know he's CM Punk and that's a whole nother level, but like that, he's talking about you, Tone. Like he's, he's making <laughs> you look like an idiot sitting right next to you. Like, exactly. do something. You got to do something. And it's one of those things. And like Dustin says, he says, the fact that there was a higher HR expert sign that a fan that was uh, brought yeah. definitely shows that something. Yeah. And like, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't know if he just needs to hire maybe some business people or hire maybe old wrestlers that are retired that can bring some business sense. So he has those, you know, who did Vince always have? He had Pat Patterson and he had yep. these guys next to him that, and again, Vince is Vince, but like if he had a question, I'm sure, or he needed an, a second opinion, he had people, his two or three people, or maybe it was just Pat, who the hell knows, but he had his person that he could probably bounce a conversation off of or bounce an idea off of. And then they would handle, like, I feel like Tony has him and then he's just, it's just the wrestlers. And it's just like, are you their boss? Are you their friend? Are you their, like, what is going on here? Cause it feels like, and again, this is the part of Tony Khan that I actually like. I like that he hugs, that like he's yeah. genuinely as excited as I am as a fan about the yep. show and about his company. That is endearing to me as mm -hmm. an AEW fan. Like I enjoy that. But at the same time, like you need to understand you're their boss. And at some point you need to fucking act like their boss. And you need to let them know you're in, I'm in charge here. And if you do shit, that's making us look stupid. There's going to be consequences. And I All think right, you said, so bad what do you precedent. guys, what do you guys do then? What do you do with Andrade? You release him? Uh, I think both do? of them. I think you take both of them off the show right now. I think the fact yeah. that Timmy was even on the show. Oh, he wasn't the one who threw the first punch. All right. Let me ask you this though. With Eddie Kingston and Sammy from by all accounts, Sammy didn't throw a punch. He got his, he got either, Face palmed by Eddie, whatever the fucking story yeah. is. Sammy wasn't the aggressor in that situation. It seems like he just talks a lot of shit and then he gets his ass kicked because he's a little fucking prick, it seems like. But anyway, <laughs> um, so what happened? He's is got that called, face, man. He's he's got yeah, that face. I mean, yeah, it's just also the way he acts too, but that doesn't help either. I completely agree. But the thing <laughs> is, so with the Eddie situation, they were both taken off TV for what, two weeks? Okay, that makes sense. And the way they handled it in the aftermath was was fine. He put out a statement about it. Sammy did not that yeah. he has to address it, but whatever. Eddie addressed it. It was well handled. We're 48 hours removed from this shit. From when it first started, um, yeah. the Twitter stuff started on Tuesday. That, that's the worst part of all of this. It wasn't random. It wasn't random. Andrade just didn't go out there and say, or backstage, didn't show up at the arena and say, you know, I'm going to beat up Sammy today. He's a little piece of shit. No, this yeah. started on Twitter. They're both at fault for going back and oh, forth. Oh, yeah, for sure. This. No one's giving a yeah. fuck about the anniversary show. Everyone's talking about these two and the TMZ report that drops right before they go on the air. I mean, yeah. come on. So to answer your question, I would take them both off the show. It sucks that we're not getting Andrade in the Rampage main event on Friday. Sammy shouldn't have been in the main event last night, let alone winning the fucking match. Oh, what, to set up Sammy and Daniel Garcia for a pure title match? Who cares? I mean, this stuff yeah. way takes precedence. You got to get your shit in order behind the scenes before anything else that we see on the show is going to matter. At least my two cents on it. And I, I, But I think you're 100% right. And I think, you know, you set a bad precedent. 
when you handle it that way. And again, yeah, the, yeah. Report, the report is that, as well as last night, that Sammy wasn't the aggressor. Andrade was the aggressor. He threw punches. Sammy was defending himself, and then it got broken up relatively quickly. So again, like you said, it feels like Sammy likes to be the instigator, but then when yeah. it's time to like, all right, you're hey, you want to talk some shit? Like, let's go. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, well, you know, you're not a you're not a 20 year old kid anymore. Anybody you're an adult. If you want to talk Twitter, some shit, man. I'm gonna handle it like an adult, and I'm gonna punch you in your face. That's how that's how we're gonna go. You know, yeah. but it's it, but like the precedent that was set last night by sending Andrade home and changing the main event of a show because of it, but you don't equally punish the the other person or you know, and I get it, it's dynamite, it's the anniversary show, it's a big main event tag match. It would suck to change that main event. Cool, I understand that. But at the same time, you were very willing, very easily willing to do that to send Andrade home and change your Rampage main event, but yet you're just going to let Sammy walk around like nothing happened, you know, or like, yeah. and it's like we talked about, he went over, he got the pinfall win. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Then and you have everyone on Twitter just saying, why is he even in the match? He should have been removed from the match. Throw Hager in there. Maybe I was going to say Hager, yeah. Yeah, like throw, whatever, man. Make yeah. it work. Make it was, work. Maybe that was a Jericho call. Saying, hey, it might have been. And exactly. Because I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I know we talked. The hierarchy is Tony and everybody else, but I think he leans on Jericho a lot for some of this stuff. And maybe Jericho's like, "I'll talk to him. Let us get through the night, and we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll see where Sammy goes from here." And we got Spencer, and he said, "He said we should also play devil's advocate. Apparently, Sammy didn't throw a punch or anything of the sort. Some rumors that Andrade was the one who leaked the story to TMZ. Not that your sentiments aren't correct, but those I don't know Andrade. Like I don't know personally. I mean, we're not friends. We don't kick it. But (laughs) it seems like he's unhappy there. Blah blah blah. He's looking for a way to get out. If I'm Tony Khan, I dig my heels in the ground and just say." I got you for two years. You can sit. I'm not letting yeah. you out of your contract to just go back to WWE and hang out with Charlotte. You wanted to come here. We we got you here. It didn't work out. He was in some he was in some big matches. He hasn't had a storyline to save his life, but he was in some <laughs> big spots. Like I, uh, this is uh, we talked about this a couple weeks back. Like you just all these people that all of a sudden you think are just going to go back to WWE and everything's going to be fine. He wasn't, wasn't working over there. Now Triple H is a different animal than Vince, but like what's going to be drastically different over there that was before that you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. So if you're Tony Khan, you just say, all right, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. And I know if you don't want to be here, but I'm not, we're not going to play this game where you try to get in little fights and leak things to TMZ to just get out of your contract. We yeah. did that once with CM Punk. Yeah, and Tony, we're not, Tony, we're not doing this, this again. Yeah, Tony yeah. either late last week or earlier this week came out full force, and he was like, "I'm not granting releases to people. I'm not. I'm not doing it." And I can't blame him from a business perspective. You signed a three year deal here. I understand that your boy's running the other one now, and everyone wants to go back there. Or if some people do, well, you're riding your contract out, bro. I'm not going to release you so you can just go be my competition. Like that's not what we're what I'm doing. So like no. I completely understand from a business perspective of him not granting releases, but like you got to get control of what the hell's going on in your in your company, and it looks like the company is again. If the product is good, it will overshadow some things, some things. But this is now two examples of the bullshit 
overshadowing the shows. And it overshadowed your WrestleMania and All Out. And it overshadowed your anniversary Dynamite on your three-year anniversary. You know? I'm and it was like, bro. I'm not like, as professional as you two over here. But so I'm just gonna say it. Sammy looks like the little brother that would like start the shit, yeah. And then the big brother knocks you one, then he goes crying to me. I've got four kids, yeah, so yeah. I see it every day. Yeah, he that, that's what it is. What did you do? Nothing. Sure, he didn't just hit yeah, you. Exactly. Nothing. Sure, he just hit you in the face for no reason. Like he just was like, you know what? I'm hitting like him said, today. Like he said he just like, there was nothing that, that caused like, that. Like, yeah. Like it's just like, come on, man. And they got, and, and that's the thing. Like this shit, and this shit is the reason it's annoying is because, like, yeah, the 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 backstage stuff is interesting and it's cool, and we like to hear these stories, but we'd like to hear the positives too. Like, I know that the 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 fights and stuff that sells, you know, the scandals. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's like, good content. To this chat is about, a great. Right? This is yeah, a great right. week. There's yeah, there's so much going on, and all we can talk about is how Sammy Guevara and Andrade are fighting over. And, yeah, and and that's something. That's something as silly as like, dude, you hit me hard in a wrestling ring. I'm not a wrestler. I've never wrestled. But like Andrade said, like if I hit you too hard, just hit me back. Like let me know. Like okay, that was a little thick. Because yeah. I did just hear yeah. that story today about Adam Page. I, I think SRS was talking about it. And he said that there was, you know, people were saying that the buckshot lariat was too hard. And a lot of people were kind of getting frustrated with it a little bit. But they all talked mm-hmm. to him and he eased it up. And everybody loves Hangman Page. He didn't dig his heels into the sand and like Twitter beef with everybody. Yeah. Because, be, you know, everyone except you know, CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, CM Punk I mean, like it. Yeah, you know, Punk that is. empty headed, don't get me started. I <laughs> yeah. Will, I will, I'll it, go it, for an hour. You know, it's one of those things, dude, like you got to be professional. You got to be professional. And if you're not professional, you know, like I, my shoot job is I manage people. And if I have two people on my floor getting in a physical altercation, I'm not going, okay, you're going home. You're cool. You hang out over here and you keep doing your job. You're all right. No, no. You're both out of my, get out. You're both out. And we're going to talk about this at a different time, but you're both gone here. See you later. Yeah. Like stop acting like children here. It's a business. Exactly. The place of wasn't work. there wasn't there also some rumor that Sammy was thinking of, like he had teased maybe leaving too, so I don't I, know what the heck is going on there. But they need to figure it out. Nope, you shouldn't be calling your boss out publicly. Do that in private. Who would ever call their boss? You shouldn't out? be calling out your coworkers. Like if you have a real beef with somebody, like Andrade said, handle it in the ring or like come to me. Like <laughs> why? Why is it impossible for Sammy yeah. Guevara or whoever? To go to the person in the back and just be like, "Hey, man, I don't, I didn't like what you said. I got it. Oh, I didn't like this. This bothered me a little bit." And you go, "All right, sorry about that, dude. I didn't know. Like, all right, next time we're good, man. You guys think he puts? Because like when the when it started, it was him, the Bucks, Omega, and Cody, and it sounded like Cody took a lot of that. I think Cody was really like the managerial. But now the Bucks and Omega are out, like. He's got it. Tony has to have a set of eyes somewhere. So he needs to. He can't he, be everywhere at once. The man has 900 businesses he operates, and he's just like always doing something. But he needs to set the precedent of like, if I'm not here in the building, Dean Malenko, for instance, I use him because he's a backstage name we know. You go to Dean, and if Dean says this was, you know, effed, I'm sending you both home. I trust him. He need maybe Tony just hasn't found that person he can trust fully because he's got so much shit going on. Because he said Vince had it. You just gotta. You got to. Yeah. You have I mean, to I, do it. I can't. I can't believe we're talking about this shit. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Again. I just think with, with this situation specifically, like I said, it started on Twitter. I mean, obviously with the interview that Andrade did that we that we talked about, but Andrade literally said, if you have an issue with me, come see me on way. Like he literally almost threatened him in that tweet. Like, how yeah. does this even happen where they even are at the same, not in the same building, but how does that, like, why wouldn't Tony Khan stay before Dynamite on Tuesday night, message them, call them, email, whatever. Hey, first of all, take your fucking tweets down. It's embarrassing. Yeah. That's all that people mm-hmm. are talking about. Ricky Starks, love the guy. His tweet was hysterical. Oh, my God, that was the tweet of the week. That it was, was the tweet, tweet of the week. week. <laughs> but he was smart enough. I mean, again, you probably shouldn't be saying stuff like that, so he was smart enough yeah. to take it down. Although, again, here's the thing, though. Morally, he's 100% right. Just professionally, 100%. you probably shouldn't say stuff like that. And the same thing goes for Sammy and Andrade. I'm team Andrade in this. I mean, Sammy comes off like a fucking prick, but you, know, you can't be showing up at your workplace and beating up you know, your coworker, even though you're probably Correct. morally in the right. You, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, but what my point is, is that Tony Khan saw this, allowed them to keep the tweets up and, and allowed them to both be in the building on Wednesday. What? Because they were in the main event of the of the two different. Andrade wasn't even on the fucking show. Lot. Even if he was yeah. even if, why was he even backstage if he was not going to be involved in the show in any me, any real meaningful manner? He should have just said, listen, Andrade, stay home or show up and listen. If there's any sort of like, you know, uh, contact between you two, you're both suspended. Like that should have yeah. been settled before they even got to the building. Yeah. Like, why yeah. did they? Or at the, the very point? least, like send a text out and go, "Hey guys, I obviously I see what's going on here. When you both get here tomorrow, we're meeting wow. in my office. Yes, the three of us are going to sit in my office and we're talking this shit out and, and we're going to figure it out where things can remain cordial. If you don't like each other, cool. You stay on that side of the building. Exactly. You stay on that side of the building. But when you get to the show, check in and you come to my office and we're having a conversation. And that's and what's going to happen. And that's the other that. part of the, 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 the Ricky Starks part of this is important too. How do you lose a good employee? By keeping by letting bad employees hang around. Bad employees hang around. You let bad em- yeah. Ricky Starks, by all accounts, right, hasn't done anything that we've of note that would say that he's nope. a backstage problem. But if he's saying, like, this is just getting ridiculous, I'm going to go somewhere else, you lose a blue chip prospect like Ricky mm-hmm. Starks that could be the foundation of your company for years yep. because you can't get a handle on two guys or five guys, whoever it is, just going crazy backstage. Because that's how you lose people in companies go, well, I see you let X, Y, and Z get away with anything, but yet I'm not getting TV time. Mm-hmm. I can't get yeah. on TV and these guys are acting unprofessional. I'm going to go ahead and go to the WWE and see what happens there. Yeah. Or I'll go to impact wherever I'll go somewhere else because yeah, you're not using me, but you're letting this guy get into physical altercations and start shit with multiple people. And you're letting him still be in main events going over and getting pinfalls <laughs> and in big, like, it's like, what is, what is the incentive for me to be a good employee? What is the incentive for me to be a good employee? If you let, on the surface, what looks like not great employees, there's you're still letting them be superstar. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. There's got to be some sort of order. And at the end of the day, it makes the company and it makes Tony Khan look bad. And oh, he has good. to know that. He has yeah. to know that. And I mean, the guy's on Twitter twenty four seven. How do you not see the comments that are coming out from this? You know what I mean? Like he sees yeah. stuff that he's not even fucking tagged in, but he can't deal with this shit before dynamite. The fact those tweets were, I was checking. I'm like. How is the how are these tweets still up, dude? 
I mean, yeah. it's you would and like it's I, all the work. And according <laughs> according to the but even if it like according to the reports, like Andrade was like waiting for Sammy to arrive. So like even at that point, even if you don't address it beforehand, like Graham and like we're all saying, <laughs> Andrade, like, why if, are if you somebody tells you, yeah, hey Andrade, why are you standing right near the entranceway? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm waiting for Sammy. Nobody goes and tells Tony Khan like, yo, dude, Andrade's at the friggin' door waiting for yeah, Sammy ready. so Tony can walk over there and go walk with me here. Like, come, like, let's go, let's yeah. talk about this. Like, come walk with me. And like, there's nothing, there's no communication. What's Hey, Andrade <laughs> looks pissed off and he's waiting for Sammy. All right. Maybe somebody should go over there and talk to Andrade. Does it have to be me? Can you do, can somebody get Andrade away from the door? Anybody, mm -hmm. a friend, anyone, me, maybe, whatever. Maybe, it's like, maybe people want to see what are we Sammy doing? get his face. Maybe. Oh, maybe. definitely. A hundred percent. I mean, that's the, <laughs> I don't saying? think that's a maybe. Nobody's there's, there's stopping him. Like it's Andrade's turn this week. Kingston yeah. I bet your Kingston walked right by and was like, get after it. You know, like whatever, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's just, it's just like, I don't know. And this is, it, oh. I think all three of us are pro AEW people on here. Like we, I, we want wrestling is better if AEW yeah. succeeds and if AEW yeah. is around. And I just have a feeling that if this doesn't, if they don't get a hold of this, like you said, it's not going anywhere. Like it's still getting a million viewers a week for five or six weeks straight. Like it's in a good spot, but yeah. sooner or later, if you don't get control of everything, it there's going to be, it's going to end bad. It's going to end bad. And you know, it's have guys saying it's almost like Tony is trying to relive the old days of wrestling where wrestlers took things. Yeah, but that's just. But Twitter didn't social, exist. Yeah, no, Twitter exactly. didn't exist. Social media didn't. We didn't hear about that shit. Those things were old tales and stories and things like that. Now everything's right there. We knew this was going to happen the day before. We knew that there could be a, a, like you said, Andrade said in the tweet, I will see you on Wednesday and let's <laughs> see if you say something to my face. That would that right there is That's like going to try to fight other workplace. Yeah, oh, if I if 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 one of my employees texted me and said, "Hey, I just got this tweet from this other employee, and they said they're going to be waiting for me at work tomorrow," I'm going to be like, "Okay, well, I'm going to make sure I'm there. Drew, I'm going to make sure I'm there. there." Hey, Drew, what's going on, my friend? Hey, buddy. Uh, I don't know. You just got a Tony Khan needs a support system in place where he can delegate or he can just have other ears or other eyes happening because he seems to be in over his head with certain situations like this. And it is just, it's making the company and it's making him look like a bunch of clowns and it's taking yeah. away from the product and the product for the most part is still a pretty damn good product. Yeah. And yeah. it's taking away from it because it's really just unprofessional childish bullshit. And it just, it needs to stop. It just needs to stop. All right. We almost spent 45 minutes on that. Good Lord. <laughs> what a time. But we do, we do, we'll take it down. Then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to predict some stuff here. So if you oh, got yeah. some matches, but we did want to, we did put a link in the Twitch yes. chat. If you feel like donating to, yes. what was the, I'm sorry, Sarah Lee today. Yes. I apologize. I like stumbled over my words there. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunate passing. And we are taking so many of our colleagues of ours and people that we are close to here in the love wrestling community. That was an effect. It affected them. So we're trying mm -hmm. to do our best to help out any donations that you could say could pass along or hand off or. Yeah. I think we'll put, we'll put the link up right now. That, so you guys can see it. Right there now, it is right the there. Fund me, help them out. 
Yeah, it's so that is the link. If you, you know any world. any contributions, any donations that you feel uh, in your heart that you could do it would be greatly appreciated. Obviously, a tragic thing, a young person losing their life, uh, never never good to see, especially one that affects uh, a lot of people and so many people in this you know wrestling uh, yes. sphere that we're a part of. So that you know it's a bummer, but you know if you can help out, there's the link right there. Go for it. Uh, any any help, any proceeds, anything like that would be. Uh, uh, really welcomed. So, yeah. All right, cool. Well, which um, show do we want to go to? First? I was gonna say. So, I mean, guests can pick. We, I just show <laughs> up. I don't. Yeah, I mean, know. Battle of the Belts has three <laughs> matches on it so far. I don't know if they'll add a fourth on Rampage. I don't know. I, I feel like, am I crazy or have the Battle of the Belts usually been four matches? I feel like they've been four matches, right? Or are they all? They've all I'm gonna say is if I they've stay been three, on... all of them, all just three. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at all the right. cards earlier, and then they've all because it's only an hour show. So with some yeah, of the events, that's fair. Twenty minutes, you know. Yeah. If I watch that and nothing of significance happens, at, if I stay up that late, I mean, oh, I nothing, can... dude. Nothing. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, nothing saying. of significance we'll is gonna happen. So, like, what's the point of these battle of the belts? Like, Willow's not win. She should. Willow great should. If she did. It would be really good if she did. And I don't know. Hey, Tony Khan, you want to win some goodwill back? Sign Willow now. Well, well, I think I think I think we're getting the graphic tomorrow night. I think it'll be a, a hard fought victory for Jade. And why is it? Why and we'll get the we'll get the Willow is all elite after after that. Yes. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into Battle of Belts, but eleven. Oh, well, there you go. Spencer Spencer thinks uh he has a hot take. He thinks Willow's I mean, that would be great. Willow former I do think, love pro wrestling alum. Willow. Here's my, so I, we might as well start with Battle of the Belts because we're already freaking talking about it. So let's start with yeah. that. Um, my bad. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not a pro. <laughs> I just <start> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we're going to spend the most meat on extreme rules. So I feel like we can get battle of the belts kind of quickly out of the way a little bit. Cause it's a lesser card and then we'll start diving into the meat of things. But, um, all right. So when it comes to Jade, I I'm a big fan of Jade. I, she is a superstar. You see her and you're like, yeah. nobody else looks like that. Nobody else has a presence like that. Mm -hmm. But I think Jade as the TBS champion has run its course. And that's just how I feel. Um, I also feel like the booking has been a detriment to Jade because yeah. she's not having stories. She's not having compelling stories. It's just, oh, who's the next challenger for Jade? And we already know she's going to win to keep the undefeated streak. So there's really not a ton of intrigue when it comes to Jade's opponents. Now, Willow Nightingale is somebody who is beloved by a lot of people. I'm a huge fan of hers. I was at the Boston Dynamite where they literally had to turn Red Velvet heel because of the yeah, response yeah. that Willow Nightingale was getting. Um, so she's very well liked. I think everyone is kind of clamoring for her to get the graphic, you know, and get the, hey, she's signed to AEW or whatever. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Jade is going to win and it'll be 39 and 0 and that's what we're going to do. Um and Spencer, you are right. Willow does fucking rock. 100%. Um I would love Willow to win because I think that gets the title off of Jade and then Jade can kind of rebuild for a little bit and go for the AEW Women's Championship, which is where I think she should be heading. Um but I just don't see it happening at all. Um Graham like kind of at least with this match, like, are you, and I know we kind of said like nothing of significance is probably going to happen. Yeah, on the yeah, whole yeah. Show, but it seems to me that this is just another win to kind of chalk on the 
Jade Cargill at road to 50 and 0 or whatever they're trying to get to. You know what I mean? Yeah, me. no, that's exactly what this is. At this point, they're probably just waiting for 50 and 0. I think we can all probably agree that they were going to put the belt on Statlander before she got hurt. Um, either at all out or if they were going to do a three-way with Athena, maybe she didn't get pinned and they would have done it at Grand Slam. At this point, they are literally just spinning their wheels with Jade Cargill as mm -hmm. champion. And I love Cargill. I mean, we talked about it. You guys mentioned it before. She's a star. She looks awesome. She is someone that I want to see more of on the show, not in a fucking 15-second mm -hmm. pre-tape on Dynamite. I mean, she is Great. someone, from what I've seen on social media, that is going to attract more viewers to the show. New viewers, not just returning viewers. New viewers looking at, uh, looking at her thinking, this woman's a star and I want to see yep. it like she's a badass. Like people, I know a lot of people are attracted to Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch and people like that, like new viewers thinking male and female thinking this person's a star. I want to see more of them. They follow these people on social media. That's what Jade Cargill is to a lot of the new viewers in AEW. Mm -hmm. And we're not seeing nearly enough of her. I'm not saying you can't do that without her as champion or with her as champion, but Willow's great. I mean, like Spencer said, like you guys have said, the fact she hasn't gotten a graphic yet, and she's probably been signed secretly for a while. I, mean, I was going to say, she's been show. there for a while now. Yeah, she's you know? been there for quite a while. I mean, honestly, I'm disappointed this isn't a full-on feud. I mean, they literally yeah. just did this on Wednesday. She won that match out of nowhere. I was like, okay, cool. Then you're going to immediately ruin that by having her lose in a match probably in five minutes. Let's be honest. The match is not going to – the Athena match was fucking four minutes in the pay-per-view. I mean, yeah. why? I mean, I'm not That's saying – yeah, I mean, oh, she's not capable oh. of wrestling instant classics at this point, but they really should be more competitive matches. It's gotten boring. Jade is kind of plateaued as a character. They had, they had what was and Mark Willow's Sterling with lost her. to her before. It, it, they mentioned that. They mentioned that. And she's like, oh, I've lost twice, but this is the third time. Okay, like that's the story here. Like you build it up on 40 hours notice. Very disappointing. I love that Willow's getting the shot. Would love of this oh, yeah. was the main event. It was competitive. I just don't see it being the case, and Jade's going to win, and they're going to move on. And, and then what next for Willow? Does she build the AEW Women's Title, like you said before? I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm kind of curious, but I want to see her have a good showing and defeat. She's great. I'm just kind of, I'm done with the Jade Cargill. Oh, the dominant. She's been undefeated for two years. Like we got to move on at some point and start something new. Yeah, and we got well, Drew. That, he said like, that, I, go, oh, go, go ahead, plug. No, no, go, no, no, go, plug. You're good. I was to say the comment about the women. Yeah, that's the the, the plug in. They plug them in. She mows them down. Then they don't know what to do with them for weeks yeah. on end, months on end at times. And then she's just cycling through. So at this point, like if you're not going to put a formidable challenger up against her, maybe Willow is, maybe we'll be shocked. I don't Could know. Be. Maybe yeah. we'll hey. be shocked tomorrow, but I'm not banking on it. Poor Willow. Anyway, what did Drew say? Drew rules. Well, yeah, Drew said, like he said, like I said earlier, Tony can't wait for Statlander because I do think you were right, Graham. And we talked about it earlier with Drew on From the AW. I think Statlander was the person. I think Statlander mm -hmm. was going to be the, the person that beat Jade, probably at all out, like you said. But unfortunately, she got hurt. But like she's going to be out for eight or nine months. You can't just keep Jade doing what we she's doing. We can't wait that long. <laughs> you you got to do something, you we know? Can't. And like you said, you know, you can't wait for her to be healthy to pull off the title switch. It's been way too long now. Maddie's as do we are what constantly... Maddie's do, bro. She can yeah. do whatever she wants. And no one except Willow has looked to, like a credible threat. And that, I don't, but. That's not true. Athena, they botched the shit out of that. I Athena, agree. that should have been the, that should have been the one. I oh, agree. I, what happened, yeah, man? I would agree. I think if you I want to establish. the time to pull yeah. the trigger. And what have you done with Athena since? Like you put her in these. She's just an afterthought and all this stuff going on in the women's division. I thought that, that was your person, but unfortunately mm -hmm. they butchered that and have to build that's because they don't have the, they don't build these women up enough. There's not, 
if you're not in the main title picture, then you're just like, oh, we'll throw you in this week, we'll throw you in this week, and then that's it. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. And, really. and then we got Noob saying that Willow Nightingale has been competing in AEW since the pandemic. So she's been there Long time, for yeah. a while. She's yeah. been there for a while. So she's I also I agree wrestled with... at Love Pro Wrestling. That is true. She did have a match <laughs> over at LPW up in uh, Edmonton in the rec room. Right. So that was a lot of fun, too. She beat um, Zoe Sager. Yeah. All right. Then we have the we have Pac defending the All-Atlantic Championship against Trent Beretta. Uh, I've been a fan of Trent Beretta since his WWE days. Like I love I like Trent a lot, but Trent has absolutely no chance of beating Pac here. He will not beat Pac. Um yeah, I mean, I expect this match to be good. It's two really, really good professional wrestlers. Um, but again, there's no intrigue for me in this match. I, I look at all three of these matches, and like the Willow, the Willow Jade one is maybe the only one I could see like a shock victory where I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. But the other two that we're gonna talk about, like I just look at this card and I'm like, yeah, these are three matches that I think the majority of us kind of know how they're gonna go. Yeah. Um, and this is one where do I expect it to be a very fun, good professional wrestling match? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I don't have to watch the show to know that Pac is going to retain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I I understand that it's hard to have every title match be like, oh, I, you know what? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is really up in the air. I get that. But like, this is like, no way is Trent winning that match. No way. No. And it's it's just, just, you know, I, I don't know. It's just there's no story there at all and i'm not saying every match is going to have this wrestlemania build worth story but there's nothing there what because he faced orange cassidy a couple weeks ago or they've been yeah. death triangle and best friends have been feuding on and off for a few years okay cool i mean this is a quarterly special that should be special it's not special these things have, have literally never been special and there's matches that i look at thinking okay that's a cool attraction and like you said a lot of these matches are good matches. The in-ring action will never be questioned in AEW. The in-ring action Correct. is probably better than any company out there, maybe aside from New Japan, even better than that in certain cases. But the the wrestling itself is great. Like some of these matches, they're, it's like they're just good matches and there's nothing else there. Like why would yeah. this be? And it probably is going to be the main event of this upcoming show. Why? I mean, this feels like a fucking dark main event. I like both guys. Both, the match is going to kick ass, I'm sure. But the problem oh, is yeah. why? Like Trent hasn't been focused on his own. Pack hasn't, I mean, he's been doing the all Atlantic stuff in other companies. I think that's cool. Um, I do too. But as the main event of this quarterly special, I think back to the quarterly specials of WCW and NWA and shit like that. This is, this is fucking amateur hour shit. I mean, why would anyone stay up after two hours of SmackDown? If you're watching Bound for Glory, maybe after that, Rampage. I listen, I'm not, it's not a knock on Pack and Trent, but the fact that this shit is just, it's just, it's embarrassing. I don't know, dude. It, it's going to be a good match. Pack is winning, but like you said, no incentive to think that Trent's going to win this at all. No. Why not just make this a two hour rampage special like they did? Yeah. Last, with, like, was it last week with Grand Slam? Just say, hey, this is the Battle of the Belts two hour rampage because, like, calling it something separate from your yeah. out, like, it just doesn't, doesn't sit. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I, if I'm up, I'm up. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll watch it. If I'm but up, I'm up. Likelihood, I'm beating my cereal. You know, Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, watching, watching it, watching fast forwarding it. through the commercials. Uh, I need to see that. Yeah, you know, and again, and like, and like Graham just said, this is not a knock on the performers. This has nothing to do with the performers. The matches are going to be good. They're going to be entertaining. They're going to be fun. But you're having a battle of the belts where the titles are being defended, and there's not one intriguing story with any of these matches because the third match 
is FTR putting the Ring of Honor tag team titles on the line against the oh my god, what's it? The Gates of Agony? Right? Gates, uh, yep, Gates of Gate, Agony. Gates of Agony, yep. which again, like who? <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, I you know, I they look they look impressive. I, yeah, the match are, will yeah. be good because it's an FTR match, and every FTR match is good. Right. So, yeah, like, yeah. the match is going to be good, but at the same time, like, I don't know who these guys are to the you know that well that well. I know who they are, but like, I don't know who they are really that well. I've never I've never seen them wrestle a ton. And like, what's the story that they came out and they beat the crap out of uh, whatever happened on Dynamite uh, yeah. Wardlow? And FTR came out and they had a stare down. So then automatically two days later, they're defending. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's not a story. That's not a story. Like FT FTR came out to defend their friend who was getting the shit kicked out of him by a group of, by a group of people. And they had a stare down. So now all of a sudden these guys deserve a ring of honor tag team championship match. Like, again, it's just one of those things where like, will the wrestling match be good? Yes. Do yeah. I love FTR? Absolutely. Who doesn't? But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> What intrigue is there for me to watch? Like, I can miss this show, and I ain't going to miss shit. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to miss anything. That's what the radio is on the fucking toilet for these shows, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's such an AEW thing. Like, hey, you want more a FTR on our television programming? Join us at 1145. On our <laughs> yeah, 1145 p.m. is they main event Battle of the Belts. Jeez. It's like, okay, how about you put them on Dynamite? How about that? like a prominent like, position? None of this. Two yeah, like how are they not? Shit. How are they not the first contenders to the acclaimed for the tag? You can't like, be where, the first what are we doing? Contenders to the tag titles when you're the first defense for any face getting beat up. That's fair. That's you fair. I both. agree with that. I agree with that. But I, I just feel like they should have more of a story at this point. These guys have been spinning oh, their for wheels sure. for six months now. The fact they have yeah. three sets of titles and we barely see them on the show, and they're probably let, let's be honest, one of the best tag teams in the entire fucking world, not even oh, company, yeah. the yeah. entire world. Yeah, yeah. No, and we see sure. them for maybe a cup of coffee each week. It's ridiculous, completely it, inexcusable to me. Yeah, it is. And like you know, they and you know, they got hosed. They got hosed because they were supposed to fight the young bucks at all out for all the yeah, belts, yeah. and that was what was supposed to happen. And they got hosed for the trio stuff, and then we saw, and then it's even worse in hindsight because of everything that happened after all out. Like it's just one <laughs> yeah. of those things where it's like, bro, like you know. And it's just, how do you not have the, one of the best, in my opinion, the best tag team in the world? You could argue yeah. that. I mean, I don't think it's an argument at this point. They're one of the best all time tag teams ever already, and it's like one of those things where like you have them on your roster, they're there, and like the only time I feel like we've seen that, like. Dax has solo matches, single matches, which are great. He's great. He's a, just a great wrestler. But like, when was the last time that, like you said, six months, like when was the last time that they had a meaningful match on AEW? Obviously yeah. ring of honor, the death before dishonor, the two out of three falls. That was a, that was a very good match. Like forbidden yeah, door too. forbidden door as well. They had great, like, but it's one of those things where it's like, why are they not in high profile matches on dynamite weekly? They should be yeah. like, they should be wrestling at, Every other week at yep. like the least, like you have this all time tag team who is over as hell getting their flowers finally after being the chicken shit dip, like bad old school heels for their whole career. The crowd wants to see them. The crowd loves them. And they're just middling. They're just middling, doing middling bullshit. And that's yeah. not me saying the ring of honor tag team titles don't matter because they do. But yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. time, like. That's cool that they defend those belts, but like, when am I going to see him like in a high profile match main event in Dynamite? 
When am I going to see them open in the show on Dynamite? They're FTR for fuck's sake. Like, let's go here. What are we doing? It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science, man. I mean, you go back literally a year. It just because you're not in the title picture, like the AEW title picture, which we all want to see. But like you guys said, I mean, you're not going to have them face the acclaim right out of the gate. I mean, I get that. But I go back to like 14 months ago. They feuded for what? A couple of months with Santana Ortiz and had a pair of awesome Mm -hmm. fucking matches. And that was a feud. Wasn't lighting the world on fire, but it made sense. They had great matches. Mm-hmm. I cared to see it. The build made sense. What happened to that? This is supposed to be, this company is supposed to have the best tag team division in the world. They have a lot of tag teams. A lot of those teams, I'm sorry at this point, just don't matter. They don't matter because yeah. they're either never on the show or don't have stories. It's The division's falling apart, too, and I feel like FTR should be an important part of that, having feuds regardless of whether they're free. And they have fucking three. They have three titles. <laughs> I, I mean, I know they just defended the New Japan ones a week ago. Before that, they hadn't defended them since they won them in June. And I don't know if that's a New Japan thing. I don't know, man. Just inexcusable. I go back to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's malpractice. It's insane. It it is. Malpractice. (laughs) It is. My thing is like for that, it's like, okay, you have FTR come out and talk about how they're the best. Just have one of those tag teams you just spoke of that aren't doing anything come up and be just be upset with them and let them wrestle just on the show and say, hey, we're coming for that number one spot. Yeah, it is so bizarre to me. Swerve and Lee, why are we? I mean, why are we running back Swerve and Lee? They just lost the titles. Like, we don't need to run that back. Like, get them out of that and just do something. You can prolong it a little bit. And I, I honestly, at this point, I don't think if FTR took a loss to the acclaimed, it'd be the worst thing in the world. Oh no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't affect. It's not a good idea. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Or the acclaimed, like, hey, you had your flowers. We, you're over. I don't know. You just, you got to do something. Yeah, it's very. I'm not a booker. No, but like it's very simple. You have FTR come out cutting a promo about how they're the best tag team in the world, and you can have. Any tag team on your roster come out and go, all right, well. Or you could have Lee and Swerve. Yeah, have Lee and Swerve come out. But it it can even be one of those tag teams that we haven't seen. Even a a lower-tiered tag team can come out and say, we're coming at you. We're going to challenge you. And then just let them have a 15-minute banger of a match. Like, it's it's not, like Graham said, it's not rocket science here. Like, it's very, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre some of the the way things go. It's just... I don't know. It's weird. Speaking of um, bizarre. Go ahead, Graham. No, I was just going to say, and then I think a week or two ago, we haven't seen this since. They teased it on Dynamite two weeks ago, them and the Gun Club. I mean, if that's the best they can do for fucking FDR, they honestly may as well be better off gone. I mean, that's just, I don't yeah. care for those guys at all. I know they're in a more prominent position now, but if Gun Club is the best you can do for FDR on this show, I don't know if I would rather have FDR off the show or not, because that's just embarrassing to me. Yeah, it's just, it's really weird. It's really weird. Like, and I know we've seen the matches before, but like the Lucha Bros can't have a a banger with FTR to open the show one weekend, like private party. Like you got a lot of tag teams, just throw a team at them and let them just wrestle. You can, over, over, you can over protect the stars you're trying to protect. Yeah, and I think Spencer says it right. FTR wrestling is dramatically better than FTR not wrestling, <laughs> no matter who they're wrestling. Uh, I think me, but that the three was of us could have a good match. We could go out there and have a four-star match with, with FTR, you know? With AEW, is they never had a problem just putting two hot teams or two hot people together and let them go. They've All of a sudden, they're like, well, we got to protect this person. This person can't take a loss here. But it's like, that's what we complained about in the other company was that they For were just, years. 
for years was they were just smoshing all these because they didn't want people taking losses. You can overprotect people. That's what they're doing. They're overprotecting FTR. Let them wrestle. I don't care who. Just let them wrestle. Unreal. All right. I can't Speaking believe you pay other... that team to not wrestle on top of it. I know. <laughs> I know. That's dead money. That's not good for yeah, budgets. Unbelievable. Speaking of the other company, uh, let's transition over to Extreme Rules. But before we do that, uh, why don't we uh, pay some bills here? Why don't we, uh, our friend the Wordsmith, who just made his triumphant return back to Love Wrestling this past Monday with poetry of a promo, he did the Daddy Magic. Uh, what was it? It was after uh, after uh, Blood and Guts, guts right? Yeah. yeah, after Blood and Guts, that Daddy Magic backstage promo, which I still think is the promo of the year. Um, he did that, so go check that out. Follow po- poetry of a promo. Sh- Marina Shafir's promo from Dark the other day. Why was it good? <laughs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> oh, was it bad? I, I didn't see it. At all. Was it real bad? Don't. Yeah, it was. It was. Bad. Um, should I not? You know okay. me. Well, I mean, you know I, me. it was bad. At- <laughs> It was bad enough to that it's maybe worth a watch. If you're looking for a good laugh and you're down on the dumps, right. probably oh, go yeah. watch I'll it. it. I'll Noob, it. you are correct. Matt Menard is awesome. Daddy anyway, Magic rules. But let's hit our this friend, commercial, pay yeah. these bills, and talk Let's pay the bills rules. over at Manscaped with our friend, the Wordsmith. Then we'll come back here with Graham, and we'll dive into Extreme Rules. Well, let me see. Well, I guess that video. We'll try it one more time. Whatever. Live TV, guys. We can just Basically, do the banner. I, I can talk. I can talk it too. Yeah. Right now, enter the promo code Love Wrestling. You get twenty percent off your entire order and free shipping worldwide. So your balls don't look like Matt Menard's face in that promo. <laughs> yeah, Manscaped.com promo code Love clean. Wrestling. Tell them that uh, you lo- that we sent you over there. You like the partnership we got going on. Uh, like Pluggo said, you will get 20% off your first order plus free shipping worldwide. Can be living anywhere and you'll get free shipping. That's over on manscaped.com. All right. Let's dive into the meat of this because I think I think we might be on tap for one of the better WWE pay-per-views. I'm not calling them PLEs. PLEs can go fuck themselves. I agree. I've forever. never called them that once. <laughs> no, correct. They are pay-per-views to me forever. Um I think Extreme Rules really is lining up to be, it, you know, it's going to be good. It, you know, I'm not going to go on a limb and say an all-timer here, but I, it's going to yeah. be, it's lining up to be very, very good. Um, and we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about it. There's only six matches booked as of this moment. I would not be shocked if they add a seventh on SmackDown, maybe just to make it seven. But I do feel like in the Triple H era, in the few pay-per-views we've had, not including SummerSlam, um, He's kind of had smaller. It feels like a hybrid of a takeover yeah. slot on, but like on the main on the main roster level, if that makes sense. Like less matches, more time, real good stories. That's just the vibe we're getting, right? Um, you know, and Dustin said not a single match on the card with normal rules. Exactly what an extreme rules event should be. Hundred percent. Not one men's title match uh, yet. I don't know if maybe they'll add the Usos on a match or something like that. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but not one men's title match currently. Um, and like Spencer said, which is completely and utterly fine when the stories are good. 100%. There's not one. Clearly, Roman is not on this. There's not a world title match. There's not any other men's title matches on this show. But this show is still lining up to be a potential show of the year type thing for WWE, which 
is incredible when you think about where we were with WWE even, you know, two and a half, three months ago. Um, so let's dive in. In the um, chat, let us know what's your favorite extreme rule stipulation. Of all that's like, happening, that's happening on Saturday or just in general? Just in general. I'm well, curious, I'll ask like, you guys. What, I'll ask you guys. What is your favorite? What is your favorite stipulation match in general? Judy Bagwell on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty simple. We're getting we're getting one of them on this show, but I've always been a ladder, ladder match, match guy. Yeah, I've always been a ladder match guy. Yeah, yeah. I've I always would... been a ladder match guy. Uh, you can I throw would... TLC into that, I guess, because it's yeah, kind yeah. of the same. But I've, I I've I have always, always been a ladder match guy. I quit match. Those are fun. Really? I. I I don't mind I quit matches. I think, if and again, this, right, is a, this is a triple well. H. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a triple H I quit match. So we'll see. Yeah. I do feel like last man standings and I quit matches the last handful of years, even a slightly longer, yeah. had become a little bit of, you know. Yeah, exactly. A little, they're a little very casket match. Yeah. Very yeah, casket match. All right. All right. When I was a kid, I always this. thought the. Uh, the flames around the ring were the inferno match. Oh, the inferno the match. Oh, that was a doozy. I do feel like Hell in a Cell was special before they made it a pay-per-view and kind of watered yeah, yeah, it down. Yeah. But Hell in a Cell was something early on that when a Hell in a Cell match was happening, it was like, yeah. oh shit. Um, I'm also a fan of the Elimination Chamber. I like the Elimination yeah. Chamber a lot too. Uh, but I've always been a ladder match guy. That's been that's my that's been oh, I love it. Um <laughs> all right, let's dive in here. The match that I think will open the show is we're going to have ourselves a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook. We're going to have ourselves a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook. I am looking forward to this one. I could see these guys beat the shit out of each other not forever. Not to be confused with the Dana Brook. No, not to be confused <laughs> with the Dana Brook. This is a Donnie Brook. And we are going to have the Brawling Brutes going up against Imperium. Um, now, if I'm mistaken, tomorrow night on SmackDown, Walter is fighting Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship again, correct? Correct. Is that happening tomorrow, yep. right? That's on SmackDown, Sheamus, yeah. Do we think Sheamus is winning tomorrow? I think there's a chance, and I wouldn't hate to see it because I think Sheamus deserves it, and I think him winning 100%. his first Intercontinental Championship would be an awesome moment. The and only that, thing is that... will slam it for him, correct? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what he wants. Champion I mean, at that point? Yep. He probably cares more about that title than anyone else in the company, and God bless him for that. That's At a time when titles don't really mean as much as they obviously used to, that's like saying the sky is blue, I think that's admirable, but I wouldn't do it tomorrow night. I would wait until, I mean, we're thinking long-term here. I'm thinking Mania or something, and the problem with that is that by Mania, maybe LA Knight is a super hot single star. Maybe he takes the belt off of Gunther a year after he lost his NXT farewell to, to Gunther. It's standing to deliver, same weekend. You can do that. Mm -hmm. um, or anyone else on the SmackDown roster. Maybe there's a draft and someone comes over from Raw. Who knows? Um, I wouldn't take the belt off of Gunther yet. He's only been on the main roster for like six months. He was undefeated in NXT UK for like fucking two or three years. I mean, I would, yeah. I would wait yeah. a little bit longer, and I want to see a long reign. So I think they're doing this to give Gunther the win on Friday. And then on Saturday, since Imperium won the first six man, which was one of my favorite TV matches all year, mm, the brawling brutes will win that one. And they'll kind of get the final say, even though Se Sheamus isn't champion, everyone kind of wins. So that's what I'm expecting to happen this weekend. Yeah. Plug up. Well, that because like Tuesday night, they showed up and cost the brawling brutes a match on NXT. I don't know if anybody yep. paid attention to NXT here, but <laughs> you know, I guess it all factors that. in, right? Yeah, no, and that's it does. kind of it does. so. If they, you know, I, I, I'm leaning, I'm leaning the brawling brutes again. Like, I think, what's the next pay per view? 
after this? Well, they're going to do a crown, crown jewel. jewel. They're doing crown, crown jewel, jewel, but the next, yeah, the, but the they next could like, run, they in could the run, States was They could Survivor run Seamus Gunther at crown jewel and 100 they could if they, they could. wanted yeah. to so yeah I'm, I'm with the brutes on this one i i think that imperium needs to take a loss and this yeah. is how you do it i, I feel good about, this is one of those it's like i don't love it i don't love the idea of seamus losing but i think he's gonna yeah um, he should have won it at the castle he was so over it was insane they should have pulled an audible did it there and then figured I out a, think... and then just figured out a way to get gunther the title i i have watched... two title reigns is better than one i have watched that gunther sheamus match from the castle like six times that's my favorite. like a lot like a lot of times <laughs> it, it was amazing like that's one of my favorite matches of Great the match. like uh, incredible call him walter again i hate gunther I, I'm actually coming along to, to Gunther. I, yeah, I think it's never. not it's never gonna be Walter, but I, it's all right. It's not it's not how more well, badass been worse. would it be if it was There's Walter been worse. versus Pete Dunn, not Gunther. I mean, yes, Walter. Pete Dunn, I'm all for. We gotta get that butch mo- He's basically is Pete Dunn now. Like he wears the outfit, like he has brought back everything that Pete yeah. Dunn was except the name Pete Dunn. Like just Pretty let well. him be Pete Dunn. You know what I mean? Um but I'm I'm like zooming in, going. Does it say Pete Dunn? Because that's Pete I know, Dunn. right? Yeah. yeah, it's gonna yeah. happen one of these weeks. You just know it, it, it will. will. It will. Uh, I am with both of you guys. I do think that the brawling brute, the brawling brutes, get the victory here. Kind of answer back to the to the loss that because they had the six man on TV, which uh, Imperium got the victory of. So I do think they answer and they kind of whether it leads to a rubber match, six man tag at a at on TV again or whatever. Like I said, I could see these guys kind of fight for fight fight forever. Sheamus and yeah. Gunther in general, but the whole teams like they're all just intense, hard hitting savages. Really, they're just savages, and they just beat the shit out of each other. And that's Sammy the kind of wrestling Cavaro I like. That him. oh my gosh, Sam Guevara would be so complete. You know, Sheamus would be like, "Ooh, when Sheamus is giving him the clubs, if it, he'd be like, I'm gonna murder this guy. I'm murdering yeah, this guy. it would hit him um, even harder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right." We then have a good old-fashioned strap match uh, between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. There are, I don't know where this kind of came from, but there, on social media, there's a certain section of wrestling Twitter that thinks that this is where, and we'll dive into this conversation too, because there are rumors that the White Rabbit will be possibly debuting or returning pending on who the reports or who you think it might be. A lot of people are thinking it will be Bray Wyatt uh, for obvious reasons. Um, a lot of people are thinking that we might see, see the white rabbit appear uh, on this show. And I've seen a lot of banter on Twitter of how, for some reason they think it'll be involved potentially in the carrying cross match. Um, I don't know if it's just because carrying Cross's character is kind of yeah not supernatural, but it has that element yep. to it a little bit. I think people automatically assume that if Bray Wyatt's involved, it's going to be a group. Like Bray Wyatt's going to run a group always just because mm-hmm. he's like, you know. Um, but in general, obviously, we'll talk about the strap match. I'm expecting this match to be fine. This is the match I think I'm personally the least invested in on the show. Mm-hmm. Not because I dislike both guys. It's just, you know, I just feel like yeah, this is like the most throwaway yeah. match on the show. Um, I am expecting Karrion Cross to win. Um, I don't think a loss really hurts McIntyre, and I think Cross needs a big win. This mm-hmm. is his first, pay- this is yeah his first pay per view match since coming back, I believe. So I think, you know, beating Drew McIntyre is not a bad thing. 
So uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning with this. Uh, you know, the white rabbit stuff, I don't know if that will end up happening or something like that, but I'm expecting a carry and cross victory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat too. I think, uh, the feud's been fine so far. I think this is yeah. a must win situation for cross though. I mean, even if he was to look really good in defeat, triple H has got to know that the guy losing his first major singles match, he's only had one singles match on SmackDown since he returned. That was against Gulak a month ago, beat him. And that was it. He's got to win. And listen, love Drew. I don't think Drew loses anything from losing this match. I know he lost the Roman to Clash, but before Clash, when was the last time Drew lost? I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. Crown Jewel last year to Big E in a singles match. That was it. Yeah. That was a year ago. So yeah. he can afford the loss. Maybe cross cheats to win or there's shenanigans, bullshit, whatever. I feel like he has to win here. Even if you were to have Cross lose here and he wins the rematch, and not that it wouldn't matter, but it, people would not care as much. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the match that means the most. The first one of the series, no rematch, no bullshit, whatever. He's got to win this. Maybe clean, hopefully, to really put over Cross strong. How do you have Cross position as one of the top heels on SmackDown internally, reportedly, and have him lose his first pay-per-view back? I did Not, not yeah. that it would be as bad as what happened to him last year, but just not a good message to send. I wouldn't be overly upset if he lost, but I think he has to win this, and I think he will. Yeah. Pluggo, I'll let you finish this. And then I think somebody just kind of blew up. I think we might have a response to our video from beginning of the show that just popped in here. So I will say way to go, Pluggo. Way to go. (laughs) I'm going to get yelled at by a professional wrestler that can kick the shit out of us in a couple minutes. So great. Looking forward to that. Let me know who's winning the strap match before we get our asses. Uh, I love a good old fashioned strap match, but I'm on board too. Kerry Cross is the guy that the most because we all remember the the bdsm bondage helmet thing and if you have him take an l in his first high profile match that does take a lot of luster off of carrying cross i don't mm-hmm. think you'll see any white rabbit involvement here as much as shit <laughs> yeah we're we're, in, we're about to be in sorry, trouble graham, Poor I'm, graham. Sorry, I'm sorry you're in graham, the crossfire here it's, man it's, uh, it's all right warfare. i'm sorry you're in the but crossfire. i don't think you see any brave wyatt or white rabbit involvement because i think that in itself could be something that you close a show with and just his appearance alone is enough and then we find out what he wants to get involved with later on okay well I'm, before we move on we have a special guest who just popped in the back. We have you one Rich King from the Rads. I'm pretty sure he's going to answer uh, and probably not be thrilled with us. We'll see. I'm going to do my thing and blame Pluggo. But hi, Ri- hello. Hello, sir. Welcome. What's up, nerds? I heard you bitches have been talking shit about us for getting our pie roll last show. I'm, I, I mean, think we were, my boy Ben oh, just called me I think said we something about some type saying. of lawyer coming on your show and trying to sue us. Intellectual you think you can property. sue the rads? Do you think we have anything worth suing for? Look at these shirts. They're the best things going in Canadian professional wrestling. You guys right. don't know what you're doing. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve viral like we deserve. And guess what? It's only going to be bigger and better. We put our hard-earned POs on the line, baby. We went to Saskatchewan to make some lizard money, and we ended up getting those pie rows. So you guys doing that? You guys going to Saskatchewan and making lizard money? Yeah, we don't have to do that. We've got uh, Spencer no. money. I uh, know. I use Spencer's money. Yeah, we use Spencer's oh, I know money. Spencer money. We, we don't have like to work much. Yeah, I mean, he. It's not much. It's not much because we spend it all. To be yeah, honest we with spend you, spend it all on our pyrotechnics that you clearly stole from us. That was our, that's our gimmick. 
I don't I don't see any of that. I don't see any of that. We've got a guest on. We're being professional. We're being classy <laughs> gentlemen tonight. You know what? Your guests are <laughs> shit too. It's the what? Oh, that's not nice. The, the show. It is hot rod summer, baby, all year long. It doesn't matter if it's October, December, January, March. It's always going to be hot rod summer. We're coming for those tag team titles. Mitch Clark's already got the challenge championship. Our boy Ben Omen is doing his job well, keeping us paid, making us late, and help getting us more pyro, baby. So and you before, know what? before we kick you out of here, do you get money from lizards? Or is that like how, how lizard that people? Haven't you watched oh, Tales from the Undercard? People. Go back on YouTube and check out our Tales from the Undercard episode. Oh, I watched it. I clearly know that that's where you guys and listen, got before, the idea. Before I bail on you nerds, I'm going to tell you one thing. The rads here are for three things. We're in LPW to touch tips, shake our hips, and win some damn championships. Peace out. I have to interview them next week. You understand that, brother? <laughs> like, I have to have an actual professional interview with them next week. And now we're on their shit list. We're on their shit list. Do you know how hard of an interview that's going to be for me be next week? Awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm sure. You? Anyway, Jesus Christ. Oh, Graham, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm sorry that he threw you in the there and he called he, he he insulted you. That was uncalled. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was uncalled for. You'll be that was uncalled for lawyer next week. We have and that is true. Spencer saying that Pluggo also did have a real hard time with Mitch Clark as well. So uh well anyway. For those that don't know, day one in this company that we're a part of, we were told no pyrotechnics. Spencer does not like fireworks. So what did we do? Opening show, first minute, we let some sparklers to celebrate. We've been doing the sparkler gimmick, Rich King, since day one here at Between Two Beards. And all of a sudden, it's making its way onto LPW without any sort of like, hey, we got the idea there. Those guys are, oh, geez, we just want our, our just due. That's all we want. We want credit where credit is due. We will send this videotape that is going to be clipped to our lawyer. He will handle it. Back to extreme rules. I've said enough. I've said too much. I'm probably Lawrence is probably yeah, going to yell. Yeah, at our me. lawyer is probably like, bro, stop talking, stop talking. So let's um, let's move on. All right, let's get back to let's get back to business, shall we? Jeez Louise. <laughs> anyway, all right. We then have an I quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. This match, I'm very much looking forward to. This is a match I want to see. I think this is a match that has never happened before, uh, which is pretty, right? Am I am I wrong? I don't think this has ever happened. Yeah, right? So um, I'm very much looking forward to this. Graham, I'll kind of, you know, before we dive into your opinions both. of the match, how have you felt about Judgment Day? And, you know, I'm expecting Judgment Day to be involved here. I'm expecting, honestly, probably Rey Mysterio to be involved at some point. Yeah. Like, I'm expecting this to kind of continue and stuff like that. Um, how have you felt about Judgment Day since kind of the new iteration with Finn and Edge not being a part of it and now Dom and all yeah. this stuff? Like, what are your general opinions of Judgment Day? And then you can kind of lead into how you're feeling about this match. Yeah, I don't know if this is the popular opinion or not. I have really not been digging it since Balor took over. I think I might have been the opposite where I 
dug it more when Edge was at the helm. And I know a lot of people didn't like the promos he was cutting. And listen, people just want to instinctually cheer for Edge. And I get it. I get mm. it. And I think the promo work is better with him as a face than as a heel. But him as yep. a heel was something different. I liked it. I, agree. I enjoyed it. Um, then they kind of just all of a sudden took him right out of the thing. You know, I know injuries happen. Cody got hurt, shit like that. But they, Finn Balor just really has not been positioned as a threat at all. And they've won matches mm -hmm. on TV, which is great. <clears throat> but they've lost whenever it has mattered most. Like, you know, they lost at SummerSlam. They lost the Clash of the Castle. I think Finn could win here. I, I just, mm -hmm. the internal, even with Triple H in charge, I know we saw that report recently. Oh, the Balor's going to be the new guy they focus on. And uh, good, rightfully so. Balor's great. Oh, he's incredible, yeah. Yeah, just I don't know if this thing... It just hasn't clicked for me. I don't know. It's weird. And yeah. they've done a better job lately of putting more heat on them, which is good. The Dominic thing kind of freshes things up a little bit, which is – I did not expect that at all. I mean, I'm not saying Dominic makes the group, but it's weird, man. I'm just kind of ready for whatever's next because I feel like we've been seeing them against Edge and Ray for like fucking six months. I'm just ready for whatever's next for them. Um, I don't know. Just I think Ripley should kind of be positioned as the centerpiece. I just feel like she's the real star of that group. I love Priest. I, I love Balor. Just mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's weird. I just the match. I'm looking forward to the match. I think, like you said, it it will be first time ever Edge and Balor. Um, I yeah. put matches can be very hit or miss. I think the match will be good unless they can get Beth involved somehow and they go after Beth and that's why Edge quits. Which I can see how Balor could win that. Do we then get another match from these two at Crown Jewel? I'm just ready for this whole thing to be over. And it's not going to end until we get Ray and Dom one-on-one. -on -one, but I don't know. I think Edge Yeah, wins. which I which I think Ray yeah. and Dom is a mania match, is it not? Even though, you, like... Do, do you wait six months? That's the problem. I, I don't know if you can. I think Edge needs to go do something else. Yeah. I think at some point you need to transition this story from being about Edge getting revenge to just this is Ray. They're torturing Ray. And then I, I think you have to, like... You got to get Edge out of there and on to other things. That's just how yeah. I feel. Like... And I get it. Like Edge came back as the as the good guy after they took him out, and he was like, "My sole purpose is to destroy what I created." I understand that, but what Spencer says, I stand by that. They should have turned dumb at Hell in a Cell on Father. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not against that. He should have said Happy Father's Day and then kicked Ray in the nuts. That's exactly what should have happened. Um, but regardless, I, I I just feel like that level of that level of match and look at Dom. I I agree from a storyline perspective that Dom kind of br it breathed a little bit of new life into the Judgment Day, but Dom is not good. He's not. It, he should have been in the next day. Yeah. yeah, it's rough. Like he's not a great promo. He's not great in the ring. Like you know. And again, this is not me saying I dislike the kid. Like, mm -hmm. but he just he looks like he doesn't belong in certain levels of the performance, right? And Noob with um, that highlighted comment dropping those channel points for this. Oh, well, so here we go. He says, yeah. He says, I believe that Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, and Beth Phoenix are going to be involved in this match. I believe Beth will most likely going to be throwing in the towel for Edge, allowing yeah. a win. I mean, we got one of the most, one of the best I quit matches between Charlotte. That is true. That is true. Um, I would love Beth Phoenix to get involved. I would because I, I down the line I want to see Rhea Ripley versus Beth Phoenix and I know that's a dream match of Rhea Ripley's like she's openly said it yeah. I think that that would be incredible and I agree one hundred percent with you Graham is I think Rhea Ripley should be positioned as the leader of this group like she runs the show um, I think that's the direction they should go in because she is of that caliber she's incredible she's the one that you want to see out of the group 
And I like all the people in the group. I love Finn Balor. I love, I was almost called the punishment, punishment Martinez. I love yeah. Damian, Damian priest. And I love Rhea Ripley and Dom again, Dom is fine. I just think, are they really going to just feud with edge and Ray for 10 months? Is that what we're doing? Like where, where is the thing going? And it seems like they're starting and, you know, noob said it, they're starting to layer in AJ styles with Finn because of the bullet club connection. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, he's been saying for a long time, like you have no friends, you have no friends. And we saw some dysfunction on raw with even AJ styles and rapport Ray. Everyone's just shitting on Ray. <laughs> Poor guy. Like just shitting on him. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, like you can't catch a break. Um, do we think maybe with the history, like, do we think the good brothers come back maybe? And that's that, like, I just felt like I, it was very like Finn yelling at AJ, like you have yeah. no friends, you have no friends. That to me is like, well, in your storyline, if you're referring to the bullet club, his friends are the good brothers. Like those are his friends. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're not really doing anything right now. So I don't know. I wonder, I just wonder like where, where this all goes. Like, are we just trying to get to a multi-man match? So it's AJ edge and Ray versus Dom priest. And like, wh where are we going? Because the yeah. edge thing has been going on since mania. I think here, I'm going to so. put him on. I'm going to put him on. He asked in the private chat. What was your thought? What was a good thought about where this is going to go? Maybe so, yeah. So I thought maybe down the line, because we already, kind of have an idea that we're going to Survivor Series and War Games. Do we see this going to either a War Games match or to like a traditional Survivor Series match mm -hmm. where it's two teams and they eliminate each other? I could see because this one being a traditional. I think the War Games match has got to be the bloodline. I think it the has, to be. has yeah. to be yeah. involved. Right. I was thinking so that so same thing too, Alex, though. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, so that's a I was thinking it was possible. I, I, I don't want it to be, but I think it could be though. I think it like, could. Yeah, it just yeah. it just has all the makings for it. Like you know, we're throwing all the ingredients in the pot. Like we've got Beth, we've got AJ, we got Ray Edge, we got everybody in general. Oh, I wouldn't it mind just, a multi like a like a intergender. intergender? Yeah, yeah, that like would be elimination awesome, old yeah. school match. That would be dope. Yeah, that would be dope. I think that I mean, would be cool. I mean, we're in the generation of change for for WWE, so why the hell not? Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that would be pretty cool if they did an intergender elimination match, and you throw Rhea and Beth. You have Dom, Pre. I think that could be cool. I would not be against that. That's a good call up by you. Now, now Alex, please you know, get the you fuck know the off drill. my screen. Thank you. Right. Get out of here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's where I was Sorry. gonna say. So, like, this whole thing has been they they drew it out too long. I I, I was part of that group that liked it when it was edge and then there mm -hmm. was all those rumors that he didn't want it to go to the supernatural place so they just removed him but i think it was more because they needed a face shout out to throwback for the raid appreciate you brother oh Welcome thank you chat. so much for the raid throwback um, appreciate you but yeah again i don't know what you do dom for me like it's just he was up there monday night talking and it just it just doesn't work he has no mm. lack of a better word edge to him where it's like, yeah, he definitely lacking and, and, and Rhea is hearing yeah. all of it, and it's just like none of this makes any sense. We know this is not believable. The AJ stuff, I'm even to the point like AJ Styles is a performer that you don't need to have friends, but if you want to get the good brothers involved, sure. I don't know what they're gonna do, but you can't you can't have the judgment day take another loss mm -hmm. because then it's just I never believe that because your whole thing is just ruining people. You don't win ever. 
Yeah. It's not believable. If I had to guess, though, I say Finn gets a win in some mm-hmm. crazy way that sets up. Maybe they do two War Games matches at Survivor Series. Well, they are. But I think one of them is going to be late. They're doing one but ladies I, and one. No, but maybe this is the one. It could be. It could, it could be. be. I don't um, know. I, I, I don't. I'm leaning Finn Balor as well. I, I just look it, at this and I go, Edge can lose this match and he's still going to be Edge. He's yeah. still going to be Edge yeah. come raw. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, uh, yeah. Edge Finn yeah. Balor Edge needs taking a lot of losses you know? too, though. His runs, it's it is true. Thing. He does take a lot. It, it is true. It is true. Yeah, but he also you have to remember too. He hasn't lost in over a year. He's won a yeah. lot lately. Like he won a Clash. He came back at SummerSlam, but he won at WrestleMania. He won at Hell in a Cell. He won at Backlash. He beat Miz twice. He beat Rollins. He has won. He's on like a ten match winning streak. Like this was fucking AEW. We were doing rankings. He'd be contending for the title tomorrow. <laughs> He'd be number one. You know? That's true. fair. I guess I forgot about it. not his whole year, you, but he started off losing. And he I agree. Kind of, yes. Then yeah. He was no, hurt, I, yeah. And yeah. then it. It's. I don't know. I just I feel like this is like they got out of some way where they can either figure out what to do with Dom because he weighs it down. And I think that the three I can't believe that he's not picking anything up from the three of these talented individuals. Is <laughs> but what are you gonna do? What are you and, gonna and do? Alex in the private chat again had a good. He said, and with Edge's career clearly like winding down here over the next probably you know year maybe two. However, however long, like the, this is the moment where he should be not losing every time, but he should be losing and putting people. I guess over, I forgot you know, like that the they won over, the match know? because he got his ass kicked by Dominic Mysterio at the clash. I forgot. In the oh, poor yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think, I think Finn needs a win here and I think there yeah. will be some bullshit, some chicanery that happens. Before that, we move to the next you know, match, does, does there, is there any chance Rey Mysterio loses an eye? Loses what? Loses an eye. Loses <laughs> at some point oh, in no. this thing comes out, gets involved somehow. Dom takes his eye out, gives takes his eye son. out, just repeats it. Just goes, you yeah. know what, Seth, no? I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> that was that, it, it was at extreme rules it was the horror show it was it was it was Just saying so that was, was the extreme rules show. last year the one with where the zombies came was that yeah. the zombies was no that was uh that was wrestlemania no, that backlash was- i think that's right backlash oh, <laughs> remember that with the zombies god the fucking covid ball. time was fucking real <laughs> the covid time was a trip guys it was a trip <laughs> zombies and shit um jesus christ all right we then have what I think will be the best match of the night. I, I I think it could, I think it could be. I think it might be. No, history will for not the, repeat itself. For I the Raw not, Women's Championship, we have Bianca Belair defending against Bailey in a ladder match. Plugo, I'll let you lead this time, my friend. Uh we think Bailey wins here. We think we think that Bailey wins to complete all the gold and damage control. Where are you thinking? Where were you thinking? I feel like wouldn't have put the ladder match stipulation into this if it's not Bailey's win. Sure. It was like damage control is 100% get involved. But I have a, this feeling that Asuka or Alexa is turning on Bianca Belair. There's just too many, uh, I actually, too much okay. star power okay. not involved. I mean, they're not going to be buddy buddy forever. And I think ultimately damage control holding all the goal is the game is the mm-hmm. end here. Bailey's on fire. Dakota and Eo are on fire. 
and Bianca's had a hell of a run. I love Bianca. I just oh, Bianca's incredible. I as I as I look at it, it's just optically, it's okay. So your two top women's contenders. We lose a plug on you. <laughs> I think Alexa, we're losing Plugger. Plugger, you know, your no, internet's I, I, dying on you, bro. I'm looking <laughs> good. On my end, I look great. I mean, on my end, you look like your 1984 television, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's the white but, um, rabbit, Kira. It's a white rabbit coming in but here. But if I'm still um, here, if I'm still here in the ether, I'm picking no, Bailey because you I will never. You, you just got choppy Bailey. for a second. I got worried about <laughs> I love you, but you're Bailey. fine. Um, Here's my, so I I agree with you that I do think Bailey wins because somebody damage control will get a new ally, um, and Josh Robinson was real. I'm going to give credit where credits due, but Josh Robinson kind of threw this at me during the Power Hour when we were recording it. Oh, when we were doing the the watch along to WWE 2K22 on Tuesday, he thinks it's going to be Candice LeRae. and I'm not a hundred. I'm not against that at all. And Candice LeRae just came back. She was involved in the storyline on Monday because she was involved in a match where Dakota beat her. Mm-hmm. And because of involvement from Bailey and, you know, Alexa and Asuka were out there. Like, she was very much involved in the storyline of this match on Monday. She just came back. He said that to me, and I was like, you think? Because I was under the impression that I would be leaning towards Alexa Bliss being the person that would finally have enough in turn and maybe jo- or just cost Bianca the match or join damage control. But when he threw out Candace to me, I was like, ah, that's not half bad. Yeah. And it's been weighing on me more and more as the days pass. And I'm kind of hoping that that actually might happen. Um, either way, I think Bailey wins. It'll be some yeah. bullshit that happens, <laughs> but I think Damage control having all the gold. Like they they were on the ladders at the end of Raw with all the gold. I think yeah. that's that's the story. Um, and then Bianca will become the one chasing again. And there's good story in Bianca chasing because she's amazing. Um yeah. but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because Josh said that to me, and that was not on my radar at all. But ever since he said it to me, I'm like, mm. oh, I think I like that. I think I would like that a lot. <laughs> Makes sense. NXT, the connection. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. So it's an idea that makes sense. I've seen that thrown around too. And I'm thinking I wouldn't hate that. Um, my only issue is it's not Candace because Candace has history with Bailey. Like you said, could they go back mm-hmm. to NXT here in Dakota, blah, blah, blah. So it would make sense from that standpoint. It has less to do with me with, with in my opinion, it has less to do with Candace than it does Alexa bliss. I think mm-hmm. Alexa bliss has to be the person not to necessarily join damage control, but just be an ally or just turn heel. Her as a baby face has been so fucking boring. And I yeah, think the thing is, it's like her in real life. She seems like that's who she is in reality. And she seems like a very sweet person, very nice. Someone I would love to hang out with or whatever. Watch a Disney movie with. Not fucking watch in, in the ring on Raw. She's fucking boring. The promos are no good. The character development is completely just, no, you can't, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Um, I don't want to see that. changed her music and kept the doll and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> the doll there is the shit. Um, not a big fan of the music. We just Alexa Bliss in the the horror stuff was cool for a time before it fell off a fucking cliff last year with the whole pre-tape bullshit and everything else. I feel like Alexa Bliss, Little Miss Bliss from like 2016, 2017, uh, 2018. Yeah, that's what we need to go back to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's been so like 
Why the f- honestly, from a storyline standpoint, why the fuck is she helping Bianca anyway? Like, there's no reason for her to. And remember, if you go back before SummerSlam, she said before she went out for a match, yeah, she was coming for the title. Next, yeah. I want next for the Raw Women's Championship. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing ever came. Out. And, and it, I know Triple H. That, that, well, sorry, go ahead, plug out. No, I, you go, you go. You were on a roll. I just, I thought you were stopping. There could have been my internet. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just gonna say I was pretty much done. I was just gonna say I'd rather see Alexa Blisco heal and Candice. She just came back. I think she's a natural baby face. She can't be a heel. Mm-hmm. She proved that in NXT. Um, Bailey wins the title, I think. I, I think Belair could easily win too, but if you want to make oh, yeah. war games make sense with them, I feel like she kind of has to become champion. But Alexa Bliss, something's got to give. I, I'd rather see her go back to what she was doing a couple of years ago, not be with Bray, and just be a heel. So that, that's what I want to see personally. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and she doesn't have to – and like. Bliss doesn't have that out cost Belair the match in a heelish way. She could just make a mistake. Yeah. And yeah. then it comes to blows at the end. Like yeah. there's so many ways you could still do this where Belair safe is all get out and go on Bailey. And then you run with that for a little while because clearly that's where you want to go. Yeah. I just think it's time for the new in terms. I think. I just think it's time. So this is where I'm really hoping that I'm right on this one. Yeah. Because I was dead wrong last time. I um, called it last time, too. Yeah, we got Dustin saying, regardless of who wins, this will be a really, really good ladder match. Uh, I fully agree. I expect this to be a match of the night contender for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Noob saying that he believe they believe that Bailey is winning. Alexa will be turning on Bailey because Becky Lynch is coming back. Um, yeah, the Sasha and Naomi stuff, who knows? But um, – yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like, and I don't, you know, sometimes the predictable thing is not the worst thing. The predictable thing is the right thing to do sometimes. But I do feel like damage control with all the titles is the way you go. This is Bailey's obviously, first title match back from being gone. And, you know, the last time we saw Bailey, it was during the COVID era. It was during the pandemic era. And her and Sasha were the MVPs of the company. They, they held the whole thing down, the whole thing together. And I know she got hurt and it sucked. But I think... You know, nobody's owed anything, but I think Bailey, she deserves the moment of getting the title back for the work that she did and coming back. And she, you know, again, I am, I'm very biased because Bailey is my favorite female performer in the world. I've loved Bailey forever. She's my favorite of the horsewoman. She's just, she's my girl and I love (laughs) Bailey. And, um, but yeah, I, I just think it's the right thing to do. And I do see someone turning it most likely. Here's my and my thing also is we're gonna have a war games match with the ladies at Survivor Series, and it just makes sense that damage control would be the team that would be involved in that, but they're gonna need more allies than, than just three of them. Yeah. Um and Becky's coming and, in too. It, you know she's coming back soon. Oh, 100 percent And I feel like this is the perfect way to get them to have maybe not someone that like Plugo said, maybe Alexa doesn't join the group. And Graham, you said that too. Not maybe Alexa doesn't join the group, but maybe she just is an ally yeah, to yeah. the group or she turns heel and you know, all the bad guys like the bad guys, they're all friends or whatever. And you know, that's just how it goes. But I think, I think that'll go. I think Bailey is leaving as the raw women's champion. Um, all right. Now we're going to talk about some fight pit. So, this match again also should absolutely rule. Yep. Um, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins with a special guest referee, Daniel Cormier, uh, Cormier, Cormier, uh, UFC heavyweight and light heavyweight legend. Um, 
this has been a long feud. This has been going on for a while. Um, but I like both these guys. Seth Rollins, I can make an argument, has been the MVP of the WWE for the last calendar year. He's, I think, from a character work perspective, this is the best he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we already know how good he is inside the ring. That's no secret. Um, I think he's really put it together. We do know that regardless of the of the outcome, he is wrestling Bobby Lashley next week on Raw for the United States Championship. So I don't know if that maybe sways your either of your opinion of what's going to happen in this match. I personally think Riddle, they both need a win here. Seth mm-hmm. Seth got the, the big win over Riddle last time. But before that, Seth had been taking a lot of L's. Yeah. And however, they both, yeah. I they both have been taking a lot of L's, to be honest yeah. with you. And so I don't really know how you go about it. I'm expecting Cormier to get involved somehow and maybe mm-hmm. involved in the finish. Again, I don't want every match to have, you know, bullshit yeah, finishes. Agree. But it seems yeah. like Triple H kind of likes his bullshit finishes a little bit. <laughs> uh, we yeah. saw multiple ones on Raw. I just think that's how Triple H kind of operates a lot of the time. And they can be... They can be done well if they're if like the story is good. Like I'm not always against them. Um, I just think Matt Riddle needs this win more. But I would not be okay if Seth yeah. Rollins takes a big L here and then two days later he's winning the United States Championship on Raw. That's like, exactly that what I think right is going to happen. Me. Yeah, no, that's yeah, exactly I think that's what's going to happen too. Yeah, I, I think agree. Riddle is going to win anyway. But I think this just makes it more obvious. Because like, why the fuck would they have Rollins? I mean, I think the first match was great. Rollins and Lashley was very good. Um, I'm fine with them running it back, but it's not like, I mean, I guess Rollins or Riddle cost them the title last time. It's not like it ended in a count on or whatever, you know, like there was no real reason yeah. to go back to Rollins and Lashley. Why would they go back to it for Rollins to lose a second time? If he's losing on Saturday, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. and that's fine. I think Rollins taking the titles fine. And he, if he's not going to win the fucking universal, uh, be the championship, this is the next best thing. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Although I do want Roman and Rollins at some point, cause we never really had that properly, uh, concluded, but no, I, I think Riddle wins here, uh, regardless of how it happens. He wants to be a pay per view main event. If this is closing, mm-hmm. it could be the women's match. We don't know. We'll get to the White Rabbit stuff in a second, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, and I think oh, Riddle yeah. wins this, and Rollins wins the U.S. title on, on Monday to kind of make up for it. Yep, I, I see that's where they're going. Plugo, we'll let you round this out before we talk about the Maybe last the match. Maybe the White Rabbit is Daniel Cormier. Maybe who knows? He's 100 percent getting involved. I don't think he would have signed up for this if he couldn't get involved. That dude loves professional wrestling Daniel is a, <laughs> a wrestling stand so i think he's like i'll do it but i'm hitting somebody with a chair yeah um this is matt riddle's element this is in the fight pit and i, I just i feel bad because like i have you forever but riddle needs it like they need to establish him as more than just this like goofy bro randy's best but, friend right but rollins man like he just keeps taking L after, but he can he can sustain it. He's killing it. Yeah, I think I if I had to put a could you put a gun to my head, I'd have to say it's Riddle taking the win. Rollins rebounds, catches Lashley, then we push Lashley back up into the title picture on Monday night or the main title picture. Mm. I don't love it. I don't love it because I don't want these I, these neither one of these guys. I don't need either one of them taking a loss. But you got to yeah. you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, and I think, you know, that that's one of the unfortunate things. And we had Dustin ask, do you think this will have more of a traditional pro wrestling match feel to it or more of a fight uh, feel to it? 
I mean, obviously it is in the fight pit and the only way you yeah. can win is by either knocking somebody out or making someone tap. So there yeah. is that element that it feels like it'll be more or of a fight. Killing but I, somebody the way Riddle has been speaking. Yeah, true. Like, yeah, right. that on TV. I, 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 lo I love it. Him. I love that. I'm, you know, like, I'm not oh, just going to beat the crap out of you. Like, I'm going to kill you I'm in that fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. All right. I heard that I love it. on WWE television in TV 14, bro. 30 years. There. You know? No, but I, I, they sound like adults. They sound like they're adults talking yeah. that don't like yeah. each other. Like, it, you know, and I think that, sorry, I'm 37 year old man. I don't need to be hearing, you know. You you can I you can I could see people getting in a real life argument on the street and someone being like oh you know I'll kill you man yeah I'll I know exactly one. like that's what you know it's how normal people talk yeah it's um, not like Goldberg Goldberg literally last year said he was going to murder Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel and he said it multiple times in the lead up to that pay per view <laughs> this isn't quite yeah. that so and I, he would have did normal, it too yeah. if it wasn't for his son getting involved in him getting I'm just kidding that was, that's <laughs> weird. Gage oh um, Gage Goldberg but yeah. I think we are in a. I think we are in agreement that we feel like Riddle needs it more, but we all think that Seth will kind of bounce back. But on then again, I, I have this. Do you want? Do you want Seth Rollins coming in on a big loss into a title match, or it means more if he wins? I mean, I feel like the fact that it was announced before kind of helps. I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I I don't like it when somebody loses and then all of a sudden they're they're like you know what I mean. Like I didn't have yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. Riddle, with the unless all Riddle the time. wins it, yeah, hundred percent. Unless Riddle wins it and then shows Monday and says, "Well, why do you get this match? You just lost." And then, yeah, uh, maybe. I don't and know. They, I, yeah. I don't know. But and uh, you know, Graham just mentioned the briefcase. They do it all the time. They do it all the time. As you win that briefcase, and it's like, oh well, that's a guaranteed title victory, so they can lose every match they have until I'm they catch up. I know, like, but I don't know that either. No. <laughs> I don't if I if this guy's losing every match, the then I don't want to see him as my champion. What the hell is that about? Let's, you know, let's, let's talk about what's wrong with having a money in the bank winner. Like when Brock, won, he was a legitimate threat of like he can cash in. He doesn't need this. Like why can't we have that more often? I I mean the stuff with Theory getting knocked out every time he tries to cash, in, like cool. But like why can't it be? He can get you anytime he wants. Like Edge, like the ultimate opportunist. Like we knew Edge was a badass. Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole That's nother weird. time for a whole nother show. Yeah. Let's keep on pushing. All right. So we have one more match to talk about. And this is an Extreme Rules match. So this is the, the Extreme Rules named after the event itself. It will be for the SmackDown Women's Championship with Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan publicly saying that Ronda Rousey is going to have to kill her to win this title. Uh, and it is Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Um, Graham, I'll let you lead. Um, do you think WWE has done a good job of repairing Liv? Because I felt like the SummerSlam booking really did her a disservice. You yeah. got fans chanting, you tapped out at her. She's a baby face. Like it was, they really did her a disservice with the way that they booked that SummerSlam match. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like the match at Castle with Baszler and just the way they presented her over the last three to five weeks as it's repaired and kind of rebuilt her. Are you along the same lines? Do you feel like they've done a pretty decent job of getting the crowd kind of reinvested and Liv Morgan heading into this? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation where it's there's no defined roles like, oh, Liv's the heel or Ronda's the heel. And usually I would complain, but in this case, it's made the match more interesting specifically for mm -hmm. Liv and kind of, Live in a in a real world scenario, even in a WWE scenario. 
Rio is not a threat to Ronda Rousey. Um, she's just yeah. not. And she beat her two times before due to shenanigans. You can kind of play into that and maybe turn live heel, which I thought would have been dumb two months ago. But now I'm like, eh, maybe it's not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. I guess I would rather have that than Charlotte coming back and taking the title fucking from her, which would be embarrassing <laughs> like that. I know Alex threw it in the chat that maybe she could be the white rabbit. God, I fucking hope not. You, you might see <laughs> it, it, it would be very bad. I'll be in the Here's building. Here, 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 here. Well, this is how we do a proper on beards. To- Alex, what the hell is wrong? Get off! What are you doing? Get, <laughs> Get off here. my screen! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I just don't want to see you know Charlotte back in that role. But yes, with Liv, it's made her more interesting. It's even made Ronda more interesting. The whole kind of anti-authority thing, which they've done to death, but she's been more interesting than she's been since she came back to the company at the beginning of the year. Liv's been more interesting, and I genuinely do not know what's going to happen. I think Rousey takes the title because she has lost a Liv twice now. Uh, she doesn't yeah. need this win; it doesn't really matter. But um, maybe Liv wins after Shayna comes in. You mentioned Shayna before, JPJ. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe she comes in and costs her the belt because Baszler had that talking to from Ronda where Ronda's like, oh, I want yep. the old Shayna back. And maybe she comes in and beats the shit out of Ronda instead of Liv. So that's one way they can go. I would rather Liv retain, but I think Ronda walks out as champion. Mm-hmm. Plug up. Maybe some shenanigans happen where Austin Theory gets knocked out at some point throughout the Oh, game. you think he's going to try to get the, the cash in on the championship? Yeah. You think he's going to try to get And then Ronda just breaks his arm? No. <laughs> uh, they made a mistake with Ronda by trying to have her be a face. She's not a face. Nothing about mm-hmm. her is a face. I mean, the initial first time she came, sure. But when she came back, nobody wanted her to win the Rumble. Uh, the Liv stuff has been – I think Liv turns heel tomorrow – tomorrow saturday, saturday. night yeah, I think right. she turns heel 100 i think she has a breaking point i think maybe she does end up losing to ronda shana's involvement maybe shana like you said maybe shana sides with live and that be, could become a thing after she i don't know i just there's nothing about this that i think i we're gonna come out of it feeling good about it <laughs> and i hate to say that because Liv has been one of our favorites on this shit, but this what they've been doing with her, and they need to repair it. And she can't beat Ronda clean. She's shown yeah. she can't. And I don't no, think you do I mean, it. I, I don't think you can do it now. That's no, the thing. You I, had I think, the opportunity to do it at yeah. SummerSlam in a way that made sense, and you didn't take it. You can't beat her clean, so she's going to have to align with somebody. So she's going to have to do something heelish to get it done. Mm-hmm. So then you're turning your babyface champion heel but is Liv yeah. ready for that? Because she hasn't. Uh, uh, I don't like what they've done with her at all, and I'm, I'm trying to grasp this whole thing. But I don't want Ronda winning because I don't think Ronda's a week in and week out champion. And like you said, the Charlotte thing. I love Charlotte Flair, but I don't love that. That's our fail safe. Is like put the belt on Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think whenever Ronda does win the title, she's keeping it until we're it's her and Becky Lynch at Mania next year. Like that's what it is. It's it's Ronda with one of the women's titles going against the man Becky Lynch as one of the marquee matches at do Mania. That, do that at the Rumble. Have Ronda win at the Rumble and have Becky win the Rumble and do yeah, it. There. I mean, you could. I I I think I'm I'm siding with Graham here as I I do think Ronda's leaving as the champ. I, I just I got that feeling. Liv's already beat her twice. You can't have Liv beat her a third time. I feel like you just can't. Without um, some just serious shit going down. But again, I still think it. even with serious shit going down, I just think you can't. Ronda Rousey losing three times. I just Ronda doesn't not, have any friends backstage right now. She has Shayna Baszler. Her, they're lifelong friends. But Graham they're said lifelong it, friends. that she's going to turn on her, beat her ass. Maybe. <laughs> what if? What if? 
Yeah, maybe. But what if Shayna comes? I was your if, only friend. Ronda. What if Shayna comes out and does what a lot of people probably expect to do and helps Ronda, and then Shayna and Ronda are on screen? They're like on screen together. Then yeah, you know finally, I mean? like, that's what I want to say. Finally, yeah. I think a lot of people have wanted to have wanted that for a while. You know the you know, and I think match. them being on screen like you ain't gonna mess with Ron. You know, not that anybody is messing with Ronda because she's a badass in her own right, but like. Who's messing with them two? Who's who's trying to get involved with Sh uh, exactly. Shana and Ronda if they're together? The answer is nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, or the man we're... Becky Lynch, and then if you know before and Becky left, Shana could before... run the whole. Yeah, Ronda's not and here this week. You got to deal with me. Stuff. Exactly, exactly, and you can kind of keep that fresh. And then if Becky comes back, and it eventually ends up being Becky chasing Ronda, she'll have to go through Baszler first to get to her, maybe. Which they have a history. There's ways you can I... do it. By the way, ways you can do crazy in my research for today seeing Becky Lynch on Extreme Rules posters. Was I she maybe in the first iterations I, of them that they I, released well, months ago I, before the well, injury? That, maybe. Because I saw a few and I was like... I, I think Becky Lynch is coming back soon. Like sooner than we think. I think she's pretty think close so? to coming back. I would hope. So, yeah, yeah, they said it would only be a couple months and it was in August. We're in October. Like... Yeah. I feel like it should be coming soon, and I feel like when you're leading up to War Games, at SummerSlam, Becky and Bianca were in the ring together with Damage Control at their debut. Like she's gonna be in that War Games yeah, match. Yeah, we'll see you know, so you maybe know. she's the White Rabbit. Maybe. Well, <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, we're already at the two-hour mark, so we might have to have Graham come back soon because Graham, we were gonna do a. Uh, a Marvel movie draft, but we're kind of up against it a little bit, so we might have to have him back in another time so we can Which make sure I we get that draft. Have no yeah, Pluggo, Pluggo, I means. don't think it's seen any Marvel movies because <laughs> he never saw any of the Star Wars movies. Shelter, Shelter uh, Marvel. Shelter, <laughs> I choose other things. Um, yeah, yeah it's hey, hey, each their own. I don't judge, exactly, except yeah, I do. But, but who do we think um, but, the White Rabbit is? If yeah, let's let's chat, let, yeah before we get out of here and give our plugs and stuff like that. The White Rabbit, we've been seeing the QR codes for yeah. a month now, weeks now. Um, a lot of people are speculating and a lot of people feel very strong that it is Bray Wyatt. I think we're I think the three of us are probably all in agreement that we think it's gonna be Bray Wyatt. Uh do we think it happens at extreme rules? Um, and I agree with Pluggo what you said earlier. People online, and again, we're part of that community, but people online are saying, Oh, they're gonna come back during this match, oh, he's gonna come back during this match. Right now, there's only six matches. The White Rabbit or a Bray Wyatt return is big enough on its own that it should just be its own segment on the show. It doesn't yeah. have to close the show per se, but like yes, you can does. just have something it, happen it, he cannot that is not involved middle, in the outcome of, of a match rule. that leads to the White Rabbit. You know, like Bray Wyatt is big enough on his own. He doesn't need to cost anybody a match or do anything like this. Or has um, got to end the show. It'll overshadow anything. Yeah, you do I, I, and then, yeah. I agree with Pluggo. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, JPJ. I think it is a big enough thing on its own where it doesn't have to attack Rollins or Riddle per se. But I think yeah. that's all that people not. OK, this show is going to be great. We, we, the show is going to yeah. be good. But I think if it doesn't it happen is. at all, first of all, people are going to be fucking pissed. And second of all, I think it has to happen Saturday. I think it has to be the last thing that we see to get people to look forward to Raw on Monday, because I think mm. people they're, they're just the sight of braving back is going to be so fucking cool. So I don't care if yeah. it's after Bailey and Bianca and then we just see Bray close out. I don't know. Go after. Bianca yeah. However it happens. Right? Yeah. Could you imagine yeah, they did that middle of the show and then like Liv and Rhonda had to follow that? You know, it just, yeah. you would yeah. be talking about yeah. that and you would kill 
whatever steam you got for a match. That's fair. No, yeah, I, I, is I it think possible you... that the white rabbit is some random thing we're not talking about, and no. Bray <laughs> is there to kill? Bray comes out and kills the white rabbit because yeah. this yeah. is the most. I'm just saying this is the most obvious, blatant. Like if they don't yeah. pay it off with Bray. Mm-hmm. What could you possibly come up with as its alternate for two? I think if they do don't not, pay it all with it, it's dead well, in the water. Say, dude, I was gonna say, do not say Baron Corbin. Do not fucking say happy Corbin. That is <laughs> not Corbin. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't, so that's what if we're all in agreement, it's Bray. Who would it be? Who would you be okay with as another option? Because nobody. Triple H is even <laughs> yeah, I think nobody. I think it's probably it's somebody that nobody's even talking about. And I'm like, I know you're just throwing us off the trips. You're good at this, but who could? Yeah, no, yeah. It has, it has to be Bray. It it's, has to be Bray. It's Andre. And Bray's Chase. been doing this whole, yeah. He's been doing it himself. Yeah. I mean, you look at no one is this creative as Bray Wyatt. I mean, there's a lot of creative people. No one is as psychotic to put the minute details into this shit. Correct. As Bray, the guy's got a lot of fucking time on his hands, being gone from the company. So I, I 100% think this is Bray. Yeah, because he knows there's crazy people like us going. Well, I'm gonna check. Yeah, exactly. Going, exactly. I'm exactly. Dig into exactly. This and, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> what do we think before we? But yeah, before we get out of here, do we think what Bray Wyatt do we think we're getting? Are we getting? a new iteration of Bray Wyatt? Are we getting a combination of both the fiend and the hillbilly? Like, are mm-hmm. we getting the, the preacher? Like what, what kind, what form of Bray Wyatt? You think it's something that's going to be just fresh and new because he is so creative that it's going to be just this new iteration of like, Oh shit is Bray Wyatt with another cool fucking badass character that that's what hopefully I'm they don't ruin like new. the other ones, you know? Yeah. I, like, I'm thinking it's something new worse, not worst case scenario, but I would appreciate if it was like the older cult figure Bray Wyatt, anything but the fiend, just because they fucking killed that character. I love, I love the firefly blood. funhouse fiend stuff, but they fucking killed it. They killed it. Yeah. So. I, agree. <laughs> yeah I agree. I think it's going to be something new though. Yeah. Uh, Alex said, I was going to say, Hus Harris is out. Is he out? Um, I, I mean, if all if we have the, the fiend did give us the most obvious sports commentator call in the history. There's a box like structure next to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it is so, Bray, do you see him being on Raw, SmackDown, or just appearing everywhere? There's no brain uh, probably everywhere at this point. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, I would say. Anymore. Yeah, I would say he would just yeah. probably pop up and do whatever he's gonna do, kind of whenever they whenever they want to have him on the show. I fucking the next day. Yeah. Who gives a yeah. Why he doesn't not? even have to, he doesn't even have to wrestle right out of the gate. No. He no. could just be like an ominous figure over all these brands. And you never know when he's going to strike or what his actual plan is. Cause that's the, that's been the appeal of this that, whole build. Yeah, up. I mean, but like, that's what the what fiend was it? before he started doing? wrestling was but the then, fiend yeah. would show up yeah. and just take out who he was taking out. And it was like, Oh shit. But like when those lights clicked and you heard the boom and everything, and, everyone was like, Oh shit, here we yeah. go. He's coming. Like, you know, and I just Keep feel like away from the title. That yeah. Was well, mistake. you know, and again, there's a different person in charge now. So we'll see. I, I have faith in Hunter Nob and City, Triple H. Appreciate you, Noob City, Yeah, sorry. Noob. Thank yeah, thanks for, for being here. Thanks for being so interactive in the chat. Always good to see you, my friend. We will see you next week. Thank you for being here. I think, I think it's going to be a new iteration of Bray Wyatt to an extent. I just think Triple H now being in charge and just who who's running the show. Let that guy be creative because he is creative. Don't yep. strap handcuffs on him. Don't put him in a friggin' world title picture when he doesn't need to be in a world title picture. Don't have him lose to fucking Goldberg. 
Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? And I Triple yeah. H has earned the right. Don't and he has debut the he, blue title when it was supposed like, to be something really bruh, cool. It's oh. just one of those things where, like, you know you have an all-time creative mind in Bray Wyatt. Like, he's shown that he can get multiple things over. Just let him be creative. Yeah. Let him let him roll with it. Be by, you know. And I, I feel like with the new people in charge, I think, you know, if this ends up being Bray, I do think I have more faith that – uh things will go a lot better and he'll have a lot of creative input in like what is actually happening uh, with his character. Because that was the, fr that was the frustration is he wanted creative input. And Vince was like, no, I'm Vince. It's always what I say. <laughs> and then yeah. Bray was like, well, mother, I don't like this. And then he was, Vince was like, all right, well, you're annoying me. You're, Vince goes, you're bad you're to fat, work with. I'm going to fire you. You're chubby. Get out of here. All right, well, all right, cool. You know? So, but anyway, I digress. <sighs> And my friends, that is Extreme Rules. I, you know, I said at the top, I think we are in for one hell of a show on Saturday. There's a lot of things to look forward to, a lot of intriguing, the White Rabbit, all of it. Um, Graham, we want to thank you for being here. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we will definitely have you on soon. The door is always open, so you just let us know whenever you want to pop back on. We will have that Marvel movie draft after Pluggo watches some damn Marvel movies. Um <laughs> crying out I loud. hope you come back, Graham. I apologize for Rich King's just <laughs> Yes. Apologize that you got in the cross the crosshairs of that. No worries. Uh but you know you did no it at the rights. top. We oh. will talk about Rich King though he is our sponsor. He is. Our we have to talk about that guy that just came on and lambasted us <laughs> and insulted our guest called him a piece of shit. <laughs> we need to talk about him because he is one of our sponsors at RK Athletics. That that guy He's, you know, normally I'm going to use like the, the, uh, departed line from, uh, Alec Baldwin. Like, don't judge him from this meeting alone. Normally he's a really good guy. Just don't judge him from this. Meeting. Uh, you want to get some personal training. You, this is awkward. Almost as awkward as my interview is going to be with them next week. Love it. Uh, yes. If you want some personal training, you've seen it kind of below me here in the corner, RK athletics, um, whether it's you just want to get in a better workout routine, you want to shed some weight, you want to get some nutrition help, some at-home exercises, no matter what, you just want to get moving again, getting a little bit more physical and stuff like that. That gentleman, Rich King, even though he was rude to us, is the guy you want to go to. He's a very good independent professional wrestler. He's a very good professional personal trainer as well. So I'm going to be a professional here, Rich. And I'm going to tell the people to still go to RK Athletics One on social medias for all your needs when it comes to personal training and wanting to improve your physical health. Um, on that note, Graham, I know you did it at the top, but please, again, let the people know where they can follow you, where they can find you. Uh, yeah, plug your shit, my friend. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys, for having me on. The last two hours have flown by. This is awesome. So, again, appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, people can check me out, WrestleRant on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, pretty much everywhere, WrestleRant.com. I'm on Bleach Report, all that other sort of stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of content going up on YouTube and uh, more content coming from Bleach Report and stuff like that. I will be at Extreme Rolls on Saturday. And if you never hear from me again because Corbin is the white rabbit, well, you know why. So, uh, that might be why I'm not on the show next time. But hopefully it's not. I look forward to the next time. And again, guys, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, Plugo. thank you. Man. Like, oh, I, yeah, you this did was say a lot two hours flew by. I could go yeah. another two talking to you. <laughs> this has been so much fun. And then, you know, getting to see all that and stuff like that. That's my yeah. bad. Um, yeah, you can find me at Plugo underscore on all social media. Just search Plugo. You see this beautiful face. Um, 
I'm going to be doing the Extreme Rules Reacts this weekend here at Love Wrestling on the same Twitch channel, so come hang out. Um, I think it's me, Zach, and Spencer, and anybody else that wants to join in, we'll figure that out. Also, tomorrow, dropping an interview with a mystery guest. Ooh. She's facing, they're facing, she, he, maybe, possibly, White Rabbit, I don't know. They're <laughs> facing um, Zoe Sager at LPW9, Mark Among Us. Yeah. So you never know. We'll yeah. see tomorrow. I don't know. I can't say anything other than that. Also, find us at Between Two Beards on all of our social medias. We're everywhere at B Two Beards for all sorts of things up and coming. We got a lot of things in the work. We're always pushing, so you'll see us. And obviously, we will be responding to the rads. Oh yeah, check the social medias because that 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 I don't think that's because apparently that's soon. how we need to that's how we need to air our grievances, Sammy Guevara. So, so you know, yeah. You know, you know we'll, we'll make our way up to Edmonton and we'll we'll be waiting at the I know, door for the Reds like Andrade was. Well, so. I will be like Sammy Guevara and I will just put Graham over on social medias for picking too hard. There you go. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you picked too hard and I didn't like yeah. it, so I'm going to tweet about it. There you go. <laughs> you can find me right here on Joseph underscore Poolin Jr. on the Twitter machine. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch and Facebook at JPJ Loves Gaming. Uh, I'm usually over there a couple times a week playing some video games and having some good times over there. Pluggo told you where you can find us on Between Two Beards. Be on the lookout, I'm sure. I believe uh, Rich King also just tweeted some stuff at us as well. Yeah, so sure uh, I, I don't Real see that ending. You know, so, uh, Pluggo gives me these ideas, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then immediately afterwards, I'm like, that was not a good idea. We shouldn't have done that. <laughs> these are professional wrestlers who could murder us. Anyway, on that note, Graham. Thank you again. This was a lot of fun. We will have we you on got, again whenever you want, my man. man. We do have friends. Yeah. Plugo, <laughs> appreciate you, buddy. For everybody that was in the chat all night, appreciate all you guys hanging in here. Yeah, you guys really make the show. So we appreciate all the banter and fun stuff and questions in there. For Graham, for Plugo, for Alex behind the glass, I am JPJ. And until next Thursday at 8 p.m., peace out. <laughs>